Welcome to the Wild at Heart University radio program, where our mission is to bring to you messages that will equip you to go to the next level with your relationship with Jesus Christ. Satan hates the fact that you are equipping yourself to stand firm against his attacks and learning how to overcome them. We guarantee the information shared in this podcast will impact you or someone you know. Share what you are learning. This is the Hagman and Hagman Report for today, Thursday, December 13, 2012. I'm Doug Hagman. I'm the co-host along with my son, Joe Hagman. Folks, you're about to hear a very special three-hour program. Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. Are you someone who's happy living in a matrix, cradled in the warm embrace of illusions? If you are, we recommend that you turn off your radio right now and enjoy your remaining days uninformed. But if you're like millions of us, millions of us that are gradually awakening, uh, you, I'll tell you what, you're in for a very special program. If, if you feel, if you've got a sense that something foreboding is unfolding on earth, then this program is for you. This broadcast is for you. If you believe that a, some type of global event which so far no one's really been able to really put their finger on is, is on the horizon, then this show is for you. This program tonight is for you. If you feel that whatever is happening is both physical and spiritual, yet you can't, you really can't figure it out, you can't figure out what's stirring beneath the surface, then this broadcast tonight is for you. If your hunger is such that you want to learn the meaning behind the raging turmoil, of things taking place today, the raging turmoil that's in developing societies all across the globe, nature, global politics, and this broadcast tonight is for you. But I, I want to let you know, prepare yourself for the unexpected, the truly startling and often discomforting information that you have not heard anywhere before. With that, Joe, I want to welcome you tonight to the Hagman and Hagman Report. Glad to be here. It's going to be such an exciting show as we have both of our guests on, and I'm going to go to Steve first and see if he is live and can hear us. Steve, are you there? I'm I'm here, Joe, and I can hear you well. And um, Russ, are you on also? And bringing oh, him Russ on here. now. I think. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Thank well, you. I, I'll tell you what, Joe, um, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, my t- uh, first of all, our good brother in Christ, uh, Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, and uh, I feel like I know this gentleman, uh, Mr. Russ Dizdar, uh, folks. He's got uh, a number of websites, shatterthedarkness.net, that's shatterthedarkness.net, theblackawakening.com, and, of course, russdizdar.com. Uh, uh, the man is just a, both men, folks, are ter- just absolutely terrific, uh, uh, terrific men. I'm so proud, so proud that to, to have this opportunity to have them both on. Uh, Steve, I'm going to defer. Joe and I have talked before the show. We're going to defer everything to you uh, because I'll tell you, I, we've listened to many, many uh, interviews with you and Russ. And uh, Steve, take it away. Well, thank you. And, and ladies and gentlemen, Russ and I go back at least a couple of years uh, when I first met him. 
and he was working on his book, uh, The Black Awakening. And I want Russ to lay out the groundwork for The Black Awakening because we are now in the time where several years ago I prophesied the Lord had me to say that the invisible would become visible, the things of men's nightmares would move out of the realm of the dreams into the physical uh, realm of men, and that men's hearts would fail them for fear. And then the Lord said, that which they have invoked, they will get. So according to their uh, sins and according to their love for the powers of darkness, they're going to get more than uh, they bargained for. So I'm going to turn it over to Russ. And, Russ, when you need to catch your breath, you can just say, you know, whatever. Because the way this I see this going tonight is Russ will do the Black Awakening, and, you know, I'll chime in wherever necessary if he likes. But he does such a wonderful job. And tonight we're going to talk about 12-21-12. Most people have missed the whole Mayan calendar thing, and they've missed the whole central theme. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of the age that we've known and this is the age of the fallen ones and all that has been sealed coming upon the earth. So much so that even the angels don't have any words for it except woe, woe, woe unto you inhabitants of earth. So, Russ, take it away, my brother. Well, listen, we're glad, just glad to be here, Steve. And uh, listen, we, um, we deeply appreciate this. We look at it as a providential event, especially right now because we are in um, historic providential um, times. Uh, what's happening right now around the world with millions uh, embedded with the concept of uh, 2012 and Doomsday and all the rest, what this means more than anything else, even on uh, news uh, shows and talk shows and, and the books that have been written, the movies that have been made, what most don't understand is it has all come from the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of error, as outlined in First John. This uh, presence has... Um, been a spiritual development just as with the Nazis. The idea of Nazi ideology having spiritual revelation first and then the, um, the physical, as you just mentioned, coming about. So spiritually, this has been something uh, in the works on the dark side, though God has given us insight and given us um, insight ahead of time so that we should know, we should have known this. And we should be able to see this very clearly with uh, prophetically lit eyes from Scripture so that when we look at this uh, masqueraded spirituality, it is as lethal, if not more lethal, than the underground dark stuff that we've had to go after many times and, and see the blood and guts of that. So, Steve, and um, listen, we, we believe that right now this um, crescendo, this uh, culmination of years, uh, at least a decade in writings and films concerning it, the last two years in the development of... Uh, individuals going around the world to set up the places. What the world doesn't know is that people have been drawn to the ancient Nephilim architectured high places, these ancient places that were human sacrificial centers. Uh, the big cover-up has been uh, laid out. Uh, the, the, the discussions by many in the books have been that um, this is all about the peaceful Mayan age. This is all about a coming global uh, new order, a um, ascension of humanity, an evolution of humanity. And nothing could be further from the truth. This is the greatest, broadest uh, deception uh, the world has been set up to receive. And uh, here's the problem. Millions have uh, engaged. Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, are already on planes, trains, automobiles, they're at the locations all around the world, not just Chechen Itza, but Stonehenge and uh, the mountains, uh, Serbia that you'd uh, written to me about the other day. 
Uh, all over the world, there are um, the ancient high places where the gods and goddesses have always been. They haven't died. The doorways were shut, but now they're reopened. And so on the public, um, the public side of things, this has been an um, altering that does bring an influence into political ideology, into military vision, into the economic, um, well, what do you want to call that, uh, economic uh, uh, diversion. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, this disintegration, all of this, uh, this is all collapsing, all coming down, and a, a propaganda beyond Hitler and Himmler. Uh, hey, Russ, you're breaking up really bad. Doug, are you, are you hearing him breaking up? Uh, yeah, uh, and Steve, that's on his end, that's not on our end. Right. Uh, you may, uh, uh, Russ, can you hear? You're breaking up so garbled that no one can hear what you just said. Yeah, I think, I think, Doug, you better basically hang up on him and let him reestablish the connection. I'll take it until he comes back on. Okay. Well, ladies and okay. gentlemen, one, yeah, you have his number too, don't you, Doug? Uh, Joe, uh, do we, no, we do not have his number, okay. so. Okay, I just um, asked him to send it, so let's see. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but... Uh, okay, okay, good. Uh, I, Russ, go ahead. Right, you pretty much see. the last whole whole uh, two to three minutes was garbled. Okay, how's this sounding now? I just uh, redid everything, and hopefully this is going to be better. Well, right now we Are can you? hear you, brother. Very good. All yeah. right, <laughs> well... Listen, we're glad to be here, and I know we're just kind of shooting off. And uh, because it's urgent, I thank you for your urgency concerning it. Um, this is uh, this is like the uh, the busload of children driving around the corner, and the bridge is out, and nobody's screaming at them, nobody's telling them. And this is uh, the spiritual nature of behind the whole 2012 issue. I mean, the world is involved. The world is involved. The news media is involved. Hundreds of thousands are involved. Uh, so this is just um, uh, it's 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 a um, it's a deception. It's a masquerade. But but here's what we don't understand. It's on the broadest level in the 2,000 years history of the church. Uh, this is um, massive setup for what is to come. It all bleeds into the Luciferic globalism. It bleeds into the concepts of chaos and new order. So we must realize from the roots of old occultism, old Masonic orders, and underground orders. They've all taught the same thing by the same fallen ones. This goes back to Helena Blavosky, to Alice Bailey, to current individuals like Dr. Stephen Greer engaging the Orions and seeing them materialize and, and hearing them and becoming an ambassador for the evolution of humanity. And every time you hear the words, the evolution of humanity, same doctrine as in Genesis 3, when the fallen cherub engaged humanity in the beginning. That's what was used to deceive and bring a devolution and a separation, a great deception. So I see it right now as the greatest deception that has come spiritually, but it's embedded now politically, economically, uh, culturally. It's in global consciousness. And that's why it's so broad today. And it's a vast danger. And uh, though we see the folks going to Chechen Itza, to Stonehenge, to uh, Bugarash, to uh, many other temples and pyramids and places, I mean, the monolithic sites, there's not just a dozen. There's hundreds of these ancient sites 
that God wiped out thousands of years ago because of the Nephilim, human sacrifice, cannibalism, child sacrifice, the mutation of humanity, and all of that is being revisited um, as the dark side has an agenda. Here's where we've missed it in theology, missed it in the body of Christ. We understand Satan is alive. We understand his nature and origin. But we didn't really understand that the Scripture, the Spirit of God has ripped open Hell's Kitchen and shown us the actual playbook. And God, in prophetic form, has uh, unveiled and said, here's the step-by-step things the dark side is going to be doing, the incremental approach, the frog in the kettle approach, and then the events. And here's, here's the biblical side. These events will eventually lead to the greatest destruction of humanity and the greatest, almost to an extinction level, and the greatest destruction of the environment that the world has ever seen. It's unprecedented, but that's exactly what Jesus said in Matthew 24. Unprecedented in all of history, and we are in the, um, we are in the, uh, the brink of it, the tipping point right now. I think it's really important, everyone listening in, too, that the scripture is very clear. Jesus made it very clear, but some of the word of God was time-locked until people could, could understand it. When Jesus said, except the days be shortened for the elect, that there would be no flesh left alive, and all the transhumanism that I've talked about and that Russ has talked about and Tom Horn has talked about and others have penned uh, books on it, what, what is so fascinating, and Russ can explain this, is that people don't understand how they're cooperating in their own destruction. When you've got men who are writing openly that machines will replace men, that when you talk about artificial intelligence, but somebody with real intelligence has to think up, uh, or not only think up, but derive the programming. And when you talk about things that first appeared in the movies, it is my contention, Russ, as well as uh, I'd say can be demonstrated uh, time in and time out with everything out of Hollywood, it's all predictive programming. So we've got Skynet now. Now we've got drones. They're going to have lasers. Now we have everything that's ready to go and to kill. And years ago, when I started on talk radio, the Lord gave me a little formula, Russ. And I don't know, Joe, if you remember, I've said this quite a few times over the years. But IVND, identify, vilify, nullify, destroy. And when I saw the, and listen, this is not an, I'm not making a statement about Christmas. I'm making a statement about Jesus. When the atheists put that thing up in uh, the giant, you know, billboard in Times Square and called Jesus a myth, and then they tried to wimp out and say, well, there's no relationship to Jesus and Christmas, Rush, you wouldn't be surprised, I mean, you would be surprised at the people that came to the furious uh, agreement, supposedly believers, with the atheists. And I sent them back emails, and I said, this isn't about Christmas. This is about the mockery of the Lord Jesus Christ. Try and pull that with Muhammad and see what you would uh you know, or Allah, and see what would happen. The thing is, is that you said it's the greatest deception, but it's also going to be the greatest destruction. So much so that um, if, if people understood that all the technology, all of the power structure, the elite, even though they think they get to live in their little happy uh, hiding places, the point is, is that this is bigger than them. Because even people who have yielded to Lucifer, they're on his hit list eventually. You know, I was talking to someone earlier. I don't know if you saw the article, Russ, Joe, and Doug, but they were talking to Lady Gaga's hairdresser. And he was talking about her levitating in her chair. He was, I think she's got a song about what it's like to see the world through Lucifer's eyes. And she literally told the guy that she would eat his children. Now, this is the same woman who bathes in blood, okay? So what we've got is a in-your-face 
uh, presentation of what is going on. Cannibalism obviously has increased. Uh, human sacrifice has increased. And I, for one, have always said to everybody, why the fascination with the Mayan culture? Because the Mayan culture were blood thirsty, human-sacrificing cannibals. And if people would like to know what Russ was just saying about all the gatherings around the world, those are all known stargates. They, they usually have a specific intersection with a ley line, L-E-Y-L-I-N-E. And the thing is, is that they're all gathering to welcome in all the demons. And so when you hear about, you know, all through history that that the the, the uh, Egyptians had mummified their dead and others had mummified their dead, they were waiting for the return because their fallen angel fathers told them how to preserve bodies and that the day would come. Well, Russ, the day is now here. And I, I like what you, you know, wrote in the Black Awakening, the rise of satanic super soldiers, the coming chaos that ushers in the new world order, satanic ritual abuse. You know, how does the Antichrist uh, rise to power? Simple. Everybody just basically goes to sleep and doesn't even notice. And then the, the U.S. military seeking to weaponize satanic energies. And you go on, and you said, soon it will all erupt and fear will fly as the bloodshed begins. The black awakening will occur. So it's kind of like in some uh, realms of the occult, they call it the gathering. They call it the gathering of the ancient ones, the present ones, and those who are to come. And that's one of the things that most people who get caught up in the whole... Uh, uh, if you will, the whole space alien, by the way, they're going to play that card, that they created us, blah, blah, blah. And the point is, is that we've warned about that for 20 years. And so, Russ, how do you see this now playing out immediately? Because the 21st, what is your contention that will happen on the 21st? Well, because of what we know in the underground, the, you know, the book The Black Awakening was, uh, again, that, that's a term that I got from them. I purposely put it out there because... Over a 25-year period working with undergrounders, because we're talking right now about the above-ground things we see as far as the Mayan calendar, the, the gatherings in this sense. What I see on the on the on the on the surface, below the surface, uh, like seeing a shark fin, you know that it's attached to the monster underneath. So underneath, where we've been for years and years and years, that's what we've been after. The Black Awakening is their term, their conscious term. Um, in, in my view, well, in listening to them, it's a, it's a term in which they say things like, we smell Christian blood. We can't wait till the blood flies. We can't wait for the anarchy. We'll make, uh, Hitler's, uh, Nazi SS troops look like choir boys. We are the legions that shall rule the earth. These are all their statements over the years. We've engaged them. Uh, we have engaged hundreds of them in thousands of hours of engagement. Now, what we're talking about is the ones, whether we believe them or not, they all claim to be the troops of Antichrist. They believe they've been here, uh, created, transmuted to be super soldiers, uh, chosen ones, or they call them BWBs, Babylon Working Babies. Now, this has got a lot to do with U.S. military, Russian military. What, what the United States doesn't understand, Steve, is this that satanic ritual abuse, multiple personality disorder, all that stuff out there is the public terminology. So we've dealt with using the, 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 the terminology they, that we've engaged, even in counter-infiltration, even in some of the you know, worst-case engagements that involve near-death issues in, in, in engaging them and, uh, I mean, threats and so forth over all these years, and to this very day still engaging them. Here's the bottom line concerning their views. 
This coming chaos is not a random thing. It is historic. It goes back to Psalm chapter 2. There's the reference where God is quizzing the nations, the peoples, the kings of the earth. Why are they uh, conspiring with a rage behind that? To gather together, as you mentioned. It's mentioned there 3,000 years ago, a gathering together against the Lord and against the Lord's Christ. So we go forward now to the book of Revelation, chapter 16, where the beast, the false prophet, the Antichrist, in ritualistic format, triangulation, they send out of their mouths, the way high priests underground do, the spirits that are going to go to the kings of the earth. This is a planetary release coming in the future to um, engage all of those who've already got the precursors. They're already, that's the problem with right now, the precursors. Uh, what we're seeing now is the precursors were at such a boiling point that um, it, it just seems all it takes is one little push. And what they have plotted and what I think Scripture has unveiled in advance is a unprecedented, multicultural, multinational anarchy collapse the world has never even conceived. Now, when it comes down to the footprints, the people we've dealt with, here's what we've done in the United States alone. Every single city in the United States for the last 50 years has an ancient transgenerational satanic coven, at least one, because they produced victims in every single city. This is how it started, you know, 25 years ago for us saying, where did these people come from? Who are they? So just to give background, we decided to, to form a small team um, to go after, to verify information, to track, go state after state, to dig up bones, to take pictures, to go wherever we could. And here's what we found after 25, 26 years, and more and more is coming. There are now, the estimations on the secular side, 10 million of these individuals in the United States that have been split programmed, demonized highly, multilingual, uh, all of them having assassin personalities inside, suicide personality and programming inside. Uh, we've had to engage that on a personal level. We've seen how quick, how fast, how uh, completely um, uh, blackened out in their conscience they are when they are triggered to do and kill and, and do what they're supposed to do. So... What we see happened in Oregon, whether that's one of these kids or not, I have no knowledge of that. The VTEC shooter, the Phoenix shooter, Holmes. When you see those kind of people, add, you know, four or five million that are intact, that when triggered, they will all go off at a similar time. Steve, they're in every city, in every city we've been in that we've tracked, every city we've been in, we've engaged in. Every conference that I've done in the last two years, they've shown up. And uh, one of the conferences was in Connecticut when a woman, a pastor's wife, in a public conference when I was doing video slides exposing the specific ritual that is done at Bohemian Grove um, that people haven't understood is a real ritual, not a fake mock thing, but a real one. And the reasons for it, summoning spirits, sending them on the leaders that have been brought there to influence them, just like Revelation 16, and ultimately for the gatherings. Revelation 16, a gathering. Revelation 19, 19. They've gathered together. Same terminology used because the same author, the Spirit of God, pinpointing their agenda, 
showing that they will make it because of mankind's wide open reception to the deception. And so when this day comes, we may have seen some leaking out, some rumbling, some really terrible things, but this chaos will not be voted in. It won't just be an Arab Spring. It won't be just, you know, what's happening in, in Syria right now. In the United States, millions of them will be unleashed, and we've tracked in Canada, in Australia, in Ireland, in England, in Germany, throughout all European Union. I just got back from France. Um, who created these folks? Why are they in every one of these nations? And um, this is the question that nobody who's been working on a secular side of this with these individuals have been able to answer. There's um, an estimated 40 million multinational of these kind of individuals underground. So the, the issue is, and what we've learned, and I think what Scripture teaches about the future, it can be a, a, a tone, a sound, a microburst. It can be any of those things on a, a you know, physical level that's used to trigger the sleeper within. But um, we find out in Revelation 16 that it's the spirits sent out in the most dramatic way on a planetary level that actually grips, gathers, triggers, however you want to use you know, the term, and draws them for the final gathering at Armageddon. Um, so I believe that that triggering can occur um, at any time. Will, will what happens this month help trigger that? Uh, I think what's going to happen right now is like the Hoover Dam being broken. Uh, after the 21st, there's no question globally at all of these centers, they're opening the gateways. They have been summoned. They have been drawn. And uh, this is going to just do, unleash uh, a new thicker, deeper, broader, global level of uh, spiritual empowerment because they can't go forward without the powers any more than you and I can go forward in winning souls, praying to see answers, or even uh, com you know, commanding de demons out of people without the power of God. So the real powers are going to be more manifest than in the history of the world. You can feel it in the air globally. You can feel it over cities. We've heard that in every city we've been. Uh, oppression, presence. Well, the scripture says Satan is the prince of the power, Greek word eros, meaning the immediate dense atmosphere above our head. So it's all going to come from a spiritual burst. And when the unleashing, which will include the initiation of wars here and there, the initiation of just uh, absolute anarchy and chaos, the world has never known, it, and it's pictured in the red horse dramatic prophecy of Revelation 6. When all of a sudden, here's what the Spirit of God says, peace is taken from the whole earth. Arrani, the Greek word. This um, cessation of hostilities, all of a sudden, instantly on a global scale, peace is removed. And the result is, here's what it says in Scripture, that this causes people to begin to, and the Greek word used is spadzo, not the military term. Spadzo, anybody can look it up. It's a reference to animal butchery and animal sacrifice in the bloodiest of ways. So all of a sudden, in this red horse dramatic picture that God gives concerning what they're going to do, an instant, you know, global level, the peace is gone. And all of a sudden, an, a multinational global eruption of slaughter. It's a prediction of millions, and that's not the worst of it. 
Come to the black horse, go then to the pale horse, one-fourth of mankind. We're talking billions, Steve. We're talking billions in the scenarios that are just before us. Well, I think, too, that people need wow. to understand uh, Sue. I want everyone tonight, and, and she wrote The Black Awakening, you know, and, uh, and integrated a lot of stuff on, uh, it's on my story of the day, everyone, story one, two, three, and four, it's a four-part series, but I want to read something, Russ, because I think this sets the stage for everything. This is one of the things that David Flynn, before the Lord took him home, really tried to hit home to people. I'm quoting from what's called the Babylonian Necron, uh, what is it? Necronomicon. That's a hard word for me. We are the lost ones from a time before time, from a land beyond the stars, from the age when Anu walked the earth, in the company of bright angels. We have survived the first war between the powers of the gods, and have seen the wrath of the ancient ones, dark angels, vent upon the earth. We are from a race beyond the wanderers of night. We have survived the age when Absu ruled the earth, and the power destroyed our generations. We have survived on tops of mountains and beneath the feet of mountains and have uh, spoke with the scorpions in allegiance and were betrayed of the generation of the ancient ones the accounts of the generations of the ancient ones here rendered of the generations of those ancient ones here remembered cold and rain that erode all things they are the evil spirits in the creation of Anu spawned plague gods now I'll just really make that simple these are fallen angels basically giving you their battle plan in the last days and and when God bound a certain amount of the demons, and when God bound a certain amount of the fallen angels, it was to protect us. It was for his love for his creation. Now the contempt for God's creation, Russ, is so great and so extreme that even, and forgive me, but uh, supposedly religious people, that's a better word for it, you know, that uh, claim still to be quasi-Christian, they don't see it coming. And King David said, let the man whom the Lord Jesus has redeemed say so. Somebody say, well, it wasn't the, the Lord Jesus. Yes, it was. In David's day, he knew the true, the true king of kings. So, you know, the, the point that I'm trying to make right now is that all of this is going by the book. And I almost believe, and I don't know if you and I ever have talked about this, Russ, on air, but when God gave Satan certain rights, it's almost like he said, you have to tell them before you do it. But the point is, is that even when we get telegrams, telegraphs, we get impressions, etc., most people just go, you know, they yawn, they burp, or they make other noises with their body. So what I'm trying to say here is the plan is to destroy all mankind. Is that, is that, am I, am I sugarcoating it at all? No, you're, you know, this is the issue. I mean, some would say, hey, that's extreme talk. Well, then let, let them go to Matthew 24, when Jesus talks about extinction level events in the end of days caused by spiritual presence deception. That's the number one thing. That's the first thing Jesus starts with, the deception issue, and how they're going to come that way. And then it moves to the physical side. That's how it's all, that was how it was borne out with the Nazis. The Nazis were, um, the Nazis were not a, 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 a humanist or it didn't come up just from, you know, philosophers thinking. They received spiritual revelation that got turned into political ideology that then fused into their dream at the final solution where they sat down, decided how they would move millions of Jews in, in trains to the camps and then how they would shovel them and, and they, they, they sat there deciding. So all of this came from a spiritual um, guidance, inception, uh, direction, even their view of a master race 
which the seculars could not touch the concept because it was too bizarre. But Lebensborn and their belief in, where did they get the belief? From, they would call it the Akashic Records or the Hall of Records or the spiritual realm or the non-human intelligences, led them to say, hey, you guys need to create, because you're going to go for a global Reich, you need to create a master race of the fiercest super soldiers, master rates of like godmen. So when they go back to saying we're going to we're going to recreate the Nep- or the Aryan, the Aryan aren't the street level you know skinhead Aryans of the day. The Aryan in that day goes back um, into the realms of the Tibetans and so forth. Uh, these are the ones uh, that were the precursors to the Vedas, the gu- the kind of gurus that would take soma the the. Pharmacon gateway drug that the, they, they said that they engaged white beings with with um, with bearded white beings that gave them the information for the Vedas and uh, this this what we're talking about is the days of the Nephilim and so they wanted to recreate backbreed two and uh, recreate a master race of super godmen now that's the theme behind the forty million that uh, the terms publicly would be satanic ritual abuse. No, it's an agenda. It was an agenda to alter from genetics up um, through altering the entire uh, concept of personality, programming, and then by demonic empowerment. I know what it is to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I know what it is to to be in a meeting with the power of the Holy Spirit, like Acts chapter 4, when the power of God falls. And uh, thousands, you know, uh, in, re- in revivals we read about can be converted. I've been in meetings where the power of God, I know the power of God. You know the power of God. Well, they know, Steve, they know. I've sat there and had to engage them publicly, face-to-face, when they used twilight language and summoning Aromane and other demons to fight against me face-to-face. Um, I've never seen anything. Usually deliverance is just dealing with demons and listening to them mock and scream and then commanding them in Jesus' name, get out and don't come back, and, and we deal with that. We've done that hundreds of times. But in those that have been created to want the powers and want those powers to operate program personality, uh, this is where it's just like dealing with uh, the demons manifest in a way. And the whole agenda once again, transmute them, make them like godmen. There's no question Himmler Hitler was looking for a backbreeding of the Nephilim. No question that this entire satanic ritual abuse scenario from the last 40 years is all about the recreation, going back. Even they confess that. Even they told me the ritual used preconception to try to knock out the human spirit, uh, infect or um, charge DNA, somehow they want that same God-men um, presence. And that's been an incredible goal of uh, Aleister Crowley, Jack Parsons, uh, the transhumanists, as you've said. Uh, we, we, we have seen such an alteration, but it's these kind of individuals waiting in the wings and whatever else is going to come out from that realm, like in the abyss issue we talked about in the past, from that realm, hordes, hordes of them, Steve. I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands upon thousands on a visual, visible level engaging the planet. And this is, um, you know, why, why did we, why did we get Revelation 9? Why did God put that in there? Why do we have to, you know, read this kind, of, because he's, 
He's giving us preemptive, cutting-edge, before it occurs, showing us what's going to happen in, in exact detail, uh, what the dark side is going to do. And, and, and because of us being, and I would say this, as much as we've been to the underground to engage and see what we've seen in the most bizarre occurrences, um, I would only say we've scratched 10% of looking into the underground. The 90% is intact, and uh, and when that time comes, and could it happen soon? Well, I can guarantee you this. Tonight, listening um, in many places probably, chosen ones who are monitoring and observing, they do it every time shows like this occur, and they're trying to see what do they know, what do we need to do, what do we need to send, Will they will they ask to project? Will they come to try to see things? Will they try to knock it off the air? Um, there's no question in my mind. Even if I say, for the chosen ones out there, go ahead and put a note out. Send an email. Let them know, you know what you know who's out there. And and I'm sure you'll get the emails as, as I will. And and their constant thing is, we smell Christian blood. Our day is coming. Um, they sing it. Uh, they use counterfeit giftings to proclaim it. And they're not afraid of uh, face-to-face, you know, war. They're not afraid to die. And there's millions intact in the United States alone. And I know some people have a hard time with that, but the more we try to explain it and the more we try to, you know, calculate, nobody's calculated the statistics. That's my problem, that in this whole scenario, I mean, you can have Centennial Hospital out in Denver in 1994, Holly Hector say there's 2.5 million. You can have a secular psychiatrist like Colin Ross um, come out, who's not on our side at all, but come out and say he agrees there's 10 million in the United States. That doesn't count England, Europe, Germany, all the rest. They have been sent, plotted, planted in every... They're in U.S. military. They're in U.S. law enforcement. They're in government. They've been plotted and planted in churches across the land. Why are they in every city, in all these places? Because when that bell rings spiritually, like the VTEC shooter, like the Phoenix shooter, like Holmes, only probably far worse... Um, millions will be unleashed, and everything will collapse. The grid will go down. People won't be able to email me and say, is this it, Russ? Because they're going to be in your neighborhoods. They're going to be in the cities, and war is going to break out, and collapse is going to be around us. What you've been talking about, and though it has scared people to the point of um, wanting to hide in denial, is what Jesus talked about. It's what the book of Revelation gives us in advance and, and again, bold, strong, brave believers are what are needed, and God will make us that way uh, for the days that we live in. Well, I think, too, that tonight we're going to give people the hope that, you know, King David knew what it was like to call on God in the day of trouble, and the wonderful thing is, and the Lord said, and he delivered them. But one thing that I've learned, Russ, in 40 years of, uh, let's just say, the stumbling, falling, jumping in the presence of the Lord and out of it, the point is, is that God will take us at our words when we begin to believe him that he is who he said he is. Now, obviously, we all get challenged in that. But when, when we're talking about the black awakening, when we're talking about this, and this is something that is interesting, because I believe it was Dimitri Dudeman that the angel of the Lord, you know, and I even mentioned Dimitri and all these naysayers who've never done anything for Jesus come and attack that. But the angel of the Lord says something that struck such a chord of truth 
the mind of man cannot embrace this at, at this time, the absolute destruction that's going to come. And then he said there's something like, the only safety is in the presence of the Lord, which I believe. But how, Russ, here's a question. You've been battling for a long time. There's a lot of people that have been battling for a long time. Uh, we've been trying to educate the believers, yet it's not that they haven't been presented with the truth, it's that they chose to uh, turn away from the truth. And so at this point, it's going to take, uh, and here's my question, do you believe it's going to take some very horrific event for people to finally recognize that we're not approaching it, we're not looking forward to it, it is here now. I mean, there's nothing more that has to be done except some switch someplace uh, pressed and the internet goes down, the phones go down, and all the NATO troops, and they really are NATO troops and, and Russian troops, uh, Hawk called me before. See, the thing that people don't understand, it's the enemy within that brings about the destruction, not the enemy without. But when the enemy within and the enemy without hook up, it's devastation. And I think that the holiness of the living God, his righteousness, his beauty, his glory, has been so tarnished by people that just absolutely don't get it, that this is a spiritual war. So Jesus said, if I've told you earthly things and believe me not, how can I tell you heavenly things? And, you know, everybody says, well, seeing is believing. I said, guess what? Very soon you're going to have that statement fulfilled, and then you're going to wish you never made that statement because what's going to come is going to be terrifying. So now we've got all of the uh, vampires out there. We've got all of the uh, zombies out there. We've got all these horrific pre programmed science fiction images and don't you find it fascinating that you just wonder what they can throw into the mix next well, exactly and and again for those for anybody who's dealt with demonized individuals all of us that have dealt with it and seen it here's what i've done over the years when law officers have come and said hey we got this person here's voices in their head they're acting bizarre we want to send them to you and i say well you come and you're going to come in the room and you get to watch I've done the same thing with uh, psychologists and teachers and pastors. And here's what happens. And it's always the proofs in the pudding. If there's a real demonic presence, if we engage it, um, it's just like Mark chapter 5, or it's just like what Paul engaged, you know, in Acts 16. Um, the spirit will come forward, and there's, you know, communication will occur. I mean, they will come forward. They hate it. They hate Christ. They don't care about Quetzalcoatl. They don't care about Buddha. They don't care about Muhammad. They don't care about any of that. All of them, in all the years, just like the scriptures define, uh, utterly hate, but yet are terrified of. They know the day of judgment is coming. They know their day of attempt is coming. Uh, the demons, they're not just imps running around like mindless imps. These are beings with mind, will, emotion. Uh, they, uh, they only have one will by choice and by fixed because of their fallenness, but um, when the officers and when the psychiatrists and when the teachers see the full-blown manifestation, especially in chosen ones, because very powerful demonic presence there, and usually, you know, 60, 70, 80 demons or more and the number of meetings we have to have. So when they see this full-blown manifestation, where the presence of the enemy is looking through the eyeball, speaking through the mouth, you can feel, I feel the presence of God. I know God's presence when I gather with other believers, we know the presence and power. And probably tonight there's going to be believers that can feel the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus never left me in 37 years. He's here. And yet the other side of the fence, there's a manifesting uh, counter-presence 
Um, and that presence agitates me. It is, um, it is contrary. They know it. They hate. They, listen, liberals and those who want to live as atheists and so forth, um, they can sit around and deny all they want to. But I'll tell you this. I've never met a demon that didn't know Jesus was God and Savior and King and Lord. They know this. The angels of God know this. And the demons tremble. And so when we command them to get out, like a thorn, like a deep, thick thorn in the physical skin, this is like a demon inside of a soul, a person, when it comes out and leaves. Jesus used the words ekbalo, you know, just commanding them. And so they they have to obey, and they do obey. But this is the power behind the, well, I always use it on my broadcast, metaskids mazatai. Satan is able to masquerade the physics that he has is beyond humanity, but the physics that God has is beyond all. Infinite physics, God can do anything, but the enemy has the physics to transfigure, to show a front that um, they can they can show themselves as a, an ascended master, an ancient teacher. This is why this 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 global New Age Mayan 2012 that has captured hundreds of millions. The consciousness of it has been embedded in billions. It all comes from them. So what's in the consciousness, what's in the actual belief system of millions, is Luciferic teaching. Just like the Holy Spirit said 2,000 years ago, Timothy 4.1, the Holy Spirit, the word means raises his voice, and says clearly that in the end, the planos, a particular kind of demonic presence, they're going to come and seduce Many. And when it says many, ploy, it means, you know, as many as possible. And they're going to use them teachers to bring about the dake of demons. And that's what it's, I mean, we look at that now and we say, just like Peter on the day of Pentecost, when the power of God fell, he stood up and said, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke about. We can take the, the scripture prophetically and know it well, and when the events are occurring, we can do the same thing in the power of the Spirit of God. This is that which um, Timothy 4.1 said. This is that which Second Thessalonians 2 talks about, the mysterium, the secret power of lawlessness already at work. So if we know that scripture with spirit-lit eyes, then we can be able to say this, this is it. And everything that refers to the end, especially in Matthew 24, the key verse, verse 25, when Jesus said, hey, when you see all of these things on the, on the carpet of, uh, of the globe, on, on human history, all of these things collectively, you know then that it's the very end. Everywhere I've been, I've asked that question. Everybody that I've engaged with says they believe all those events are on the carpet. Uh, verse 25, Jesus said, when all of them are there, it's the end. And um, the the predictions are the uh, unprecedented, uh, unequal, because of the demonic side, uh, slaughter, uh, collapse. I know nobody wants to hear this, but the United States will fall. England will fall. Europe will fall. There is no possibility of a luciferic globalism without the collapse of what is considered the most powerful nations on the earth. They're going to fall. Uh, if I can ask uh, Russ and, and Steve a question, and, and pardon me if this sounds like really a sophomore or academic question here, but just so I understand what we're talking about here, we're talking about uh, uh, humanity having been created by God and then corrupted by Satan or Lucifer 
And as time has gone on, now we are seeing the manifestation today of that corruption. And behind that corruption is a group of people who are attempting to uh, harness the future through this corruption of God's work and, and, and the demonic uh, uh, incest, if you will, into, into humanity. Is that what we're talking? I mean, does that make sense to you? Well, I think I sure think, Doug, and I'll let Russ speak to that too. But the bottom line is, is that no, we're we're seeing if you, if you can understand that which, and this really gets into it, but that which was judged by God prior to the creation of Adam and Eve, that which was judged uh, both before Noah's flood and after the flood, when the giants were before the flood and after the flood, when you take the supernatural presence, I'm talking about a nature that is higher than man, and the effect that those entities have had in controlling mankind, and I believe they're still controlling them today, but the point is, is that what we're talking about is, uh, Russ, is this a good way to say it, the powers and the forces of darkness unleashed against the inhabitants of the earth. Can you say it even clearer than that? Because that's the only way I to say it. No, that's ex- I mean that's exactly it, and uh, I'm not sure whether that was uh, Joe or Doug, but uh, you're you're right on. I mean, th- I mean yes, we're, and it's hard to grapple with because nobody wants to see this to be it, but the fact is God gave more information about the dark sides manifesting, um, and 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 how that will occur. I, I like to call it this: the sequence of satanic evolution. There is a sequence to the development until the events. Uh, the, all of the events in biblical prophecy are global in nature. The, the, what happens prior in, in the uh, birth pangs and so forth can be regional, can, can look like things, uh, and many of the things can be on the carpet of human history. But when all of them are there, then we come to, um, I guess the word is crescendo. Uh, we, we've come to where the uh, Hoover Dam has the water all the way to the top. It's cracking. It's And we're losing, Russ, we're losing you again. And, and let, let me speak uh, into this right now. He's talking about Hoover Dam. Let me quote from him, and this will help you, Doug, okay, and this will help you, Joe. What, Russ, I'm quoting Russ Dizdar. We are seeing the preparation for the most advanced supernatural military system in the history of the world. Empowered, enlarged, enlightened, transmuted with a raging, insatiable, and demonic agenda. And nothing we are seeing now can prepare us for the next few years. The goal? To create massive anarchy and chaos for the purpose of collapsing the current structures to be replaced by the new world order. They have been creating the chosen ones for over 60 years for the creation of the master race to be used in service for a thousand year forthright. They're stealing the millennial reign of Jesus Christ right there. Most don't know that it is uh, predicted that an army will surface such as the world has never seen. An army whose leaders and soldiers will be the most fierce and evil ever. Many of them shall be birthed in satanic powers, bathed in satanic secrecy, and will demonstrate supernatural strength and abilities forged in hell. That's Russ's statement. Are you on with us, Russ? I think I'm still here. Is that sounding all right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, got, you got I just quoted you about, did you hear me when I was reading what you, you had written? An I'm army who's... Le- yeah, so, so I guess, Doug, what I'm trying to answer your question is, this is not a normal government, and, and again, without getting into human cloning and all of the advances there, just imagine that, that science has the ability 
to find the DNA and has found the DNA of some of the most incorrigible uh, humans or non-human entities with the biggest bloodlust and the greatest history for murder and slaughter. And then imagine the demons that became disembodied when those entities died. Imagine cloning those guys and bringing them forth. I was told that, by the way, by guys in the military. Active duty. And, and, and Steve, let me say this. Recently, I was told the very same thing by people in uh, by by two individuals in the intelligence community as well, and I could not believe what I was hearing because what they were saying were the same things that you were saying five, ten, fifteen years ago. So, not that you need that endorsement, but holy cow! So we're talking about something that is just it is is extremely real that people have to understand is really going on. Uh, but, but but my question back, back back to the original thing was, so, so so this is a group of shall we say a group of of people who are attempting to buy the future, to uh, to, to to preserve and, and their bloodline by corrupting others and, and, and so to speak. But it's bigger than even that. It's bigger than that. And I think that that's because I had a couple of emails here questioning well you know exactly what 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 the process is. But I think. Uh, uh, I'll just I'll be quiet now and let you go on and, and continue. Go well, ahead, Russ. I think the sequence, yeah, and I, I think this, no matter how many years we've been underground dealing with stuff, and even books, I've tried to read everything I could, try, you know, try to read everything, learn from everybody. Here's what I found out. Biblical, prophetic, scripture gives more insight than anything else I've ever found anywhere. And so it's so detailed, too, when it speaks about the, you know, the, the sequential evolutionary approach of the dark side, for example, if we look to Revelation 13 when it talks about the beast system, that same thing Daniel talked about, the global, political, the kings of the earth, that system to come. It mentions the Antichrist there, and then it mentions the false prophet. That's the chapter that deals with the mark of the beast, the image, the icon of the theorem, this image of the beast, that he breathes into spirit, the Greek word is spirit, and it becomes alive and speaks. Now, that chapter tells you one thing. The political, uh, economic, militaristic elite leaders will have to be already present, intact, uh, before they can, the Greek word is anabano, rise out of nowhere. They have to be in place. So when you hear people talk about shadow government, absolutely. Uh, there's no question, I believe, there is a thick, global, multinational, multicontinental, um, very elite, um, shadow government, shadow ruling, you know, elite, that is um, is able to stay secretive on the physical level by their tools, but according to Second Thessalonians 2, it's called the mysterium, the secret, the hidden power of lawlessness that's already at work. Now, that's what Scripture defines, and so before the Antichrist can have the apocalypse to the world, he has to already be here. This is why I'm saying... I believe without question, just in counterfeit to the incarnation, Jesus' bloodline historically to humanity all the way back to Adam, the Antichrist will have a bloodline that goes all the way back to Sumer, a bloodline that is, that is entrenched probably with Nephilim, you know, that side. I don't believe the Antichrist is a man that just simply gets possessed later on. I believe he's born a fallen cherub to to demonize transmuted woman, uh, it, uh, he's born the Antichrist. Uh, 
He's born in direct, detail counterfeit to the real Christ. Now, that means that he has to have been born. I mean, if we're talking in the next year, the next two years, if we're talking this, this now, it means he's already alive, already intact, already operative behind the scenes, and that the false prophet has to be alive, has to be operative, and Revelation 13 tells us that he's underground, that when his day comes, almost as out of nowhere, he ascends from up out of the earth. It's the underground where the big powers are, and you're correct as far as um, the elite the the they know what they want they are they are the they are at the cutting edge of technology media uh they understand it all and uh, they're part of this attempted goal and the promise of an evolution of humanity though it won't occur because it comes from a finite fallen being uh it is it is contrasted with salvation and glorification which you know when when the glorification comes Instantly, DNA-wise and everything about us-wise, we are instantly uh, changed. Um, the Greek word there used is atomic. On an atomic level, the power of God uh, changes the believer from mortal to immortal, indestructible immortality. And, and um, that's the coming race. And they know this. Uh, the dark side knows prophecy. Every move they make is, is, is uh, based on trying to preempt prophecy, uh, do something in advance, and even Armageddon, here, here's something we'll just throw out. Armageddon is not a bunch of nations fighting together. This has been a wrong concept for years. Anybody can look at Revelation 19.19. The Antichrist called the fear on the beast. He's on the field with his armies. What kind of armies? Where did these armies come from? Back to Revelation 16. The spirits that have been sent out have gone to the entire globe and brought the most I mean, this is this is the most advanced, technologically, spiritually transmuted, probably, um, you know, Nephilim on the field too, as far as my opinion. This this is, um, and look what they do in Revelation nineteen nineteen. They, they haven't come to fight each other. They've come to fight the one, the rider of the white horse. They've come to gather and raise their weapons towards the sky. Planetary defense weapon systems. The DOD has been working on it. NASA has been working on planetary. Anywhere you hear planetary defense weaponry from DARPA, from the DOD, from NASA, in their communications with other world leaders and weapons development specialists, why is there this big stress, planetary defense weapon systems? Well, they put out the information to DOD and to NASA experts in a book that, that is entitled Planetary Defense Weapons, discuss that uh, for whatever reason they need to develop this in case something from outer space comes down here, we need to be able to defend the planet, blow it out of the skies. So look at Revelation 19.19 and look why they are there on the field. Um, they get there. The scripture shows the Antichrist and a global, militaristic, altered, demonized, if you look at the next two verses, they've all taken the mark. They've all worshipped the image of the beast. Um, this is the future, but it doesn't come out of nowhere. The development has been going on. We are at the tipping point of it. And it's my belief that if, the, if, it, if it's now, if the, if the call comes to, to initiate this and move in that direction, how are you gonna, how's any, any system going to globally rule the world without, without 
a force stronger and broader than SS troops that the Nazis had for years ago. Well, I think, too, that, uh, yeah. again, Jill, and, 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 and uh, Russ, the thing that uh, most people lose track of is this. You know, everybody wants to uh, put an imaginary context or an allegorical or a metaphorical spin on the book of Revelation, but everybody forgets the most important part of Revelation, and by the grace of God, it's one I want to make every time I bring up the book of Revelation. The book of, the, of Revelation is, you know, obviously talking about the revelation that God gave to us. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And, Russ, just in the last couple of days, I've had people sending me dreams on my website. There's a thing called Dreams and Visions. A bunch of religious people don't believe in it. I could care less. But one of the common themes is about two, oh, I forget, two, yeah, maybe three, four months ago, maybe six months ago, uh, Romy, a friend of mine, an intercessor, sent me an email saying as she was waking, she was up in a, a sleepy uh, a rural community in Montana, and she said she heard two trumpet blasts. And it's interesting because a couple days ago I received another email, and a guy's daughter was not only seeing the trumpet mass, but she saw the angel opening the scrolls and saw two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So people want to argue about the seals. They want to argue about the bowls, the vials, the seven thunders. I was I always love this, Russ. When somebody sends me an email and say, I know the secret of the seven thunders, I said, well, then you pretty much put one over on God because he basically sealed that revelation. So there are crazies out there. But what I'm trying to say is this. The trumpets are sounding. And one of the things that people don't understand, and, and this was told to me by people who understand how stargates work, they work on sound. So you remember, Russ, when all of the uh, strange noises were being heard around the world and people were trying to dismiss it as foghorns or you know heavy machinery and stuff? I maintain that it is the sonic opening of stargates. That is what I've been told by former members and active members in the world of Ultra Black. Ultra Black has nothing to do with Navy SEALs and that kind of stuff. This is beyond that. So the point is, is that we're talking about, if you will, the sounds of damnation rising from the cauldrons of hell to literally open the sonic gates that all that has been bound, all that has been underneath the earth, and, you know, that's why Jesus said, you know, woe unto you, inhabitants. And, and then Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ in the last couple of verses of Romans 8, because we don't need to fear that which is coming up on the earth, you know. That's what a pawn means. But what God's people have got to understand is this. We're going to be thrust into, or we're going to be led into, the most I would call it gorific, okay? That's a new Steveism. That's gory and horrific combined. The most gorific time in history. And the thing is, is that God is telling us this to prepare us. But it's not that we don't have the knowledge, Russ. You and I have been around a long time talking about our respective fields. But the point is, is that people don't want to hear it. And that must, and the ones that get a hold of you and the ones that get a hold of me and the ones that are listening to us tonight, and for, I don't know if you know this, Russ, but this thing, uh, Hagman and Hagman's worldwide now. I mean, you know, it's not unusual to have three, four, five hundred thousand downloads in the first couple of days. So God's people are hungry for the truth. And I, I just want to thank you again for the work you've done because listening to you is, and this isn't flattery. This is to the glory of God. This is absolutely a playbook for the end times DT 
detailed by the Holy Ghost to wake up the people of God because the people have got to understand that the chosen ones, the sleepers, they're, they're, and listen to this, they wake the cold call of this ancient hate. That's what you wrote. Then all hell breaks out on you and the rest of society. Oh, what will you do? Are you ready? So the bottom line is whether you're talking about Babylon working babies, BWBs, uh, the three S's, satanic super soldiers, chosen ones, sleepers. And I can remember talking about super soldiers and all these people mocked us. And then you see DARPA openly talking about super soldiers. So mm-hmm. what's important for people to understand, or did you see, Russ, that Disney built a dragon, you know, because I think they bought the rights to Avatar, uh, the, the science fiction series, and now they've literally got a dragon that's kind of like a paraglider that flaps its wings, moves its head, and breathes fire. I thought that was the most amazing uh, story today because it's giving us a picture of when the dragon is thrown out onto the earth. And, you know, most people don't understand this yet. Because God gave man dominion, man has been given a unique place in creation. So the men that hate God are in rebellion against him. And it's pretty silly to think that they can take their best shot and win. But those are the individuals who have uh, beguiled, if you will, and bedeviled a whole uh, uh, world, if you will, uh, consortium of powerful people promising them more power. It's not that they need more money, but everybody wants more power. And you know this, that uh, some of the highest-ranking Satanists have said to you, or said to me, and I think I sent you that one email, that Dizdar is right. It's all about the blood. Well, if it's all about the blood to the Satanists and to the Luciferians and uh, good night, every twisted form of debauchery, then the Christians had better learn that God, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, his blood is the atomic weapon because the scripture says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our life unto death. And so that's what we're trying to get across, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, is not only the nature of the battle, but how to stand. Doug, do we need to take a little break? Yeah, Yeah, we do. We're going to break right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report, the special edition with very special guest Russ Dizdar and Steve Quayle. Uh, We're going to get into a lot more on the other side. Stay with us. We'll be right back after these few short minutes. And, Joe, and I would like to welcome everyone back to the Hagman and Hagman Report for this day, the 13th day of December 2012. You know, folks, it's not, I mean, this is a rare opportunity for for us and certainly a blessing for us uh, to have Steve Quayle. That's the stevequayle.com, Q-U-A-Y-L-E, stevequayle.com. And Mr. Russ Dizdar, ShatterTheDarkness.net. That's ShatterTheDarkness.net. And of course, the the BlackAwakening.com and RussDizdar.com. But uh, I've got to tell you, I I certainly feel blessed. Folks, we are at the end of uh, an age and and the beginning of a new one that is uh, extremely perilous, in, in my view. And Mr. Dizdar and uh, Mr. Coyle are, are, they are talking about the opening of these, uh, of, of this Stargates here, the, the, the opening of, of this, this new age, not new age, but this new age. And we are in a, a spiritual battle. I don't want to take anything further away from these gentlemen, but I just want to welcome all, all listeners. I know we, right now, Steve and Mr. Dizdar, we've got a, uh, a group of people listening in the holy city of Jerusalem uh, as we speak, and also we've got a number of people listening 
in the United Kingdom, even at this late or early hour there. Uh, so I want to welcome them as well. But uh, Steve and, and uh, Russ, welcome back to the show. I'm back, and Russ is back. Russ, based on the latest encounters you've had with the dark side and obviously the experience you've had in the deliverance world, are you seeing almost like a cynicism at, as, as the day of the Christian slaughter appears? You know, when I use that word, everybody gets really upset. And one day on the radio, I did nothing but, or one night, I'm sorry, for an hour, I did nothing but praise the Lord. People called me repetitious. They called me, you know, religious, all this stuff. They didn't understand what I was doing was trying to hold back. And I believe the Holy Ghost did that as Jehoshaphat set singers and dancers out before the Lord because the battle that is coming is so far off the uh, radar, sonar, it's so far off the satellite imagery that, uh, you know, I mean, what is your, if this, if you, what, is, what is today, the December 13th, what is your, your understanding right now as to uh, the level of anticipation on the dark side? Is that, is that making clear? Or am I making yeah, myself clear? Uh, yeah, you're very clear about that. And uh, just to say again, thank you, Doug. Thank you, Joe, for letting us be here tonight. This is, um, and I'm going to say that I think it's really the cutting edge stuff that needs to be told. I know there's skeptics. I know there are those that, and all I can say to them is just please study the scripture references we give, um, examine things. You can go back to 1947 and examine G.H. books hired by U.S. military. In his book, he describes the process. He calls it the weaponization, the process of uh, splitting soldiers' personalities, creating sub-personalities, assassins. That's 1947. This is not new to the military. It's not new to psychiatry. It's not new when it goes back to the old Germans, the, the ones that understood the Black Plane. So as far as right now, yeah, the, uh, as a matter of fact, here's what's going to probably happen when we do shows like this. I will get some kind of weird mail in the post office sent to me. I'll get emails that um, specific individuals or ones that are really committed, they'll write very sharp things, and they'll, they just always say bizda. They don't say anything else but my last name. And um, they give warning, or they say, you shouldn't have said that, or, you know, you'll see, you're not even seeing all of it bizda. And I, I agree. As I said earlier, as much as we have seen, I don't think... Um, we have dissected and gone down even in, I mean, maybe the Lord's going to show us more in the next weeks, the next, you know, I expect, um, I expect that either the hellish chaos that we're talking about right past this uh, month uh, breaks open, um, or just simply a, a, another deep layering, preparing hundreds of millions, Steve, that, that brings in a greater pressure of the spirit of Antichrist, which is, you know, brings a spirit of mockery um, to the real Christ um, and, a, and a greater sense of contention against real believers. And I noticed that even in all this 2012 stuff, and when they talk about the Mayan peaceful spirituality and cover up the 50 to 70,000 human sacrifices the last few years, I, when I look at all of this right now, I do see an antagonism, even on the uh, New Age level, the 2012 level, because the spiritual presence they engage is in opposition. And I know this. I could walk into a room and there's this person. We need to understand, just like the, demon, the demons inside of Legion in Mark 5, 
They know when you approach because Christ is in you. The Spirit of God is in you. They discern that instantly. They'll either want to hide or they'll be forced out to uh, engage. So we have heard them, and I I don't want to repeat or quote what the demons have said in engagements we've had, but um, things like like, um, we will slaughter you, things like we are the legions that shall rule the earth, from chosen ones that we've engaged, when they've hated us for, for engaging the demons, because some of them don't want to lose their powers. And and this is important to understand. Some of them don't want to lose their powers. They want to be the soldier. They want to be what they are, just like the elitists. The elitists are going to have to be demonized, by the way, because when you look further in the book of Revelation, and they're, they're, they've got the mark, and they, they're worshiping the image of the beast, um, Anybody in that system has to acquire, I mean, they're going to be um, on the, you know, the Greek word diamonozoid, or um, this idea of demonization. They've got to have demonic attachment, something, some level that connects them and, and, and can, brings the control. So uh, they're, what's in them, that's why the elimination of believers. I mean, look, at, look what's happened in, in the Middle East. Churches blown up, Christians shot. Um, we look, you know, around the world right now. I've got a book on my shelf called um, "By Their Blood." It's a sequel to Fox's Book of Martyrs. It talks about the 21st century. More Christians have been slaughtered and killed, um, you know, in this 21st century than the history of the church. This is what the body of Christ. I mean, around the world, believers have been persecuted uh, in Russia in, the, in, in years gone by, in the worst of ways, in China, jailed, killed, slaughtered. Uh, in South Africa, in Dufar, in, in, uh, in, in, uh, we, we, we don't, I mean, here, United States, I still can go out to the local biker bar and walk in like we used to and sit down and sit next to somebody, get a cup of coffee and begin to witness to them. Um, I, we still can do that. I can go door to door and ask, hey, how are you doing today? We're here on a prayer team. Do you have any prayer requests? And begin to then start a discussion and see if I can share the gospel. We did that at 300 homes, not you know, not just a few years ago, and no one uh, arrested us. There's still, you know, we don't understand how it's clamped down and the persecution uh, to the degree Satan has control in the governmental side of things, like it says concerning Pergamum and, and the churches in, in Revelation, where Satan had his throne, where persecution was uh, right there in the city. Well, where there's more demonic control, then you can expect they push for persecution, suppression of the body of Christ, um, if not silencing it uh, in some way, and then, then the attempt's always going to be to eliminate it. And that's what we can realize, and I've, I've, I've seen this with the demonic stuff. I hate, I, you know what, people have said, Russ, uh, Russ is an exorcist. Or, I, I just want to be a soul winner and lead people to Jesus and, and feed that uh, guy over there on the street and... Uh, and counsel someone out of darkness and whatever. But we have to deal with the demonic side. I'm so sick of it. That side is dirty. It is violent. They hate humanity. They hate God. They're all about deception. And uh, they are here, in my view, on an experiential level, 35 years in the field, they're here more now in lives of people and then through different means than I've ever seen in my life. And from Scripture, we see that more... Um, you know, the sleep paralysis thing everybody talks about worldwide. People don't realize, you know, millions of people around the world, uh, you know, in France, where, I mean, we've, I've met people in France when I was there last week that had sleep paralysis. What's sleep paralysis? 
Something comes in the room. Some pressure pushes a person down, uh, covers them out. They're, they're frozen. They can't get up. Uh, in many cases, they speak to them. And here's the bottom line in all the cases we've dealt with. Ultimately, the presence that comes in, if they suppress the person long enough and control them long enough and keep them quieted long enough, the ultimate goal is a sexual engagement. This is part of the demonic side. This is what's in the sexual rituals. This is how demons are transferred into chosen ones. There is an inseparable connection between this, uh, and it has everything to do with altering, transmuting, um, on some scale, trying to get back to Nephilim status. Uh, there's no question the dark side... Uh, is um, is railing, and I and I'm, I'm just gonna, I, I just know I will hear it tonight. If I get something while we're talking, I'll, I'll bring it out. But um, there's uh, again, I mentioned that woman in in, in Connecticut. Uh, I was talking about the Bohemian Grove and the ritual, and I already knew it. I already identified her because we've already preempted the meeting, and we do what we need to do ahead of time. So here's this crowd of people in a conference. I've got slides going, and uh, and, and all the people are sitting, and all of a sudden. The woman stands up, switches personality to a programmed, demonized, speaking in German accent, screams out in the, in, in the crowd, we must cut your head off. The old ones, they're coming. The old ones do not permit this. You told the secrets and began screaming in a male, demonized voice. And leaders there had to go over and usher her off to the side to allow me to finish. When they had her outside... Now, they didn't know what they were dealing with at first. All of a sudden, they tell me later, all of a sudden, she wouldn't meet with me later. Well, whatever was inside her wouldn't. But um, all of a sudden, they said she went into these other languages. Uh, well, we know about the gift of languages, but there's a counterfeit they call twilight languages, where they're able to release demons in the process or summon them by name in the process. Steve, these are real warriors. They know the ancient languages. They know how to draw what needs to be drawn in, in ritual circles and precision and summon. They know how to summon. They know how to call upon. They know the powers. Um, they, they understand spiritual warfare in a very intricate way. Uh, they know how to target. Uh, there's five reasons they summon demons. One, for themselves to get more power. Two, to transmit into other members in the covenant of the group. Three, to uh, cover their coven in secrecy, supernatural secrecy. Four is to send them out against believers or anybody they perceive as an enemy to attack them, uh, whether that's bringing the curse of stuff against their finances, disease, sickness, mind stuff, whatever. They send them out just like Revelation 16. Uh, this is nothing new. This can go all the way back to the Old Testament uh, where the weaponization of demons were used. Uh, is the king of Moabite, the Moabite king fighting Israel, was losing, sends out 700 men. They're losing again, and so he sacrifices his son on the altar. Powers come down and, and empower the Moabites to beat the Israelites. So, uh, well, the fifth area was this sending demons out into the air, and uh, that's their goal, and, and they do this consistently. They have more meetings than Christians do. Wow. Well, I think okay. I think too, Doug and Joe. One of the things that that we've got to get our hands and take hold of is that the fact is that Jesus in uh, Luke, what was it, verse uh, 
10.19 said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't think one in a thousand followers of Jesus, maybe followers of Jesus would be ten in a thousand, but nominal Christians would not want to have anything to do with that. Did you see, Russ, the story today, and Doug, I don't know if you and Joe did, about a baby who had two-inch feathers emerge from the little baby's neck? Now, if any of you saw the movie Spawn, I don't recommend it unless the Lord gives you freedom. Probably one of the most disturbing movies in history. But listen, Russ, have you have you seen that uh, the the story? I sure have. I have. It, to me, it's research. It's research, but uh, yeah, I saw it. Okay. Well, the the situation is okay. I want to show someone an exact pre-programmed moment in a in a uh, you know movie that was on the movie theaters. Now it's in video. The bottom line is it's it's creating, if you will, life, and you've got all the most famous. Uh, uh, Dr. Craig Ventner, you've got basically Kurzweil. All of these people that want to attenuate or destroy are infused by the same force. That which hates humanity, that which has done the best he can, Lucifer, to absolutely destroy humanity and goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now we're in a time period unlike any other. There's never been a time like it, and Jesus said, nor would there be again. And I think that that's one of the things that everyone has to understand. And for the record, Russ, the only time I ever got a real answer from the Lord on that, I said, Lord, when you say there's never been a time like it, nor will be, nor will there, it won't be allowed again, he said, Steve, take everything you've known of history. And I know a lot of history, you know, good night. I've got enough footnotes to basically uh, dress, uh, you know, a crowd of 5,000 people. I'm just saying I have a lot of footnotes. The point being is is that the the footnotes illustrate the fact that if you take all the blood, the gore, the wars, the horrific things that men have done to each other, and then the Lord said multiply it by a thousand, then you can understand it in your terms, but you must see it in the spirit because it defies, he said this, it defies your ability to understand it if you try and put it into a fleshly role. Now, we know the scripture is putting it into a fleshly role, but that's how vast it was. And I really sought the Lord on that, Russ. How bad will it be? you want to comment on it? Sure. Again, the dark side emanates powers, abilities. We've got to understand that they are far superior to humanity. Now, we've seen them just literally tear up humans, just like in Jesus' day, throw them into fire, throw them into things, all about destruction. Um, when we see them inspire, now here's where we get into the world of science, Weapons specialists, DARPA, even going back to um, Hitler, uh, the 13 skulls in the Hall of the Dead in Himmler's Castle, they believe were charged actual, not crystal, but actual human skulls, where the SS guys elite could go in and meditate and um, get communication from what they called non-human intelligences. Well, of course, we know what they are. As long as you yield to their deception and receive them for what they say they are, they're not going to really bring harm, but they're always going to want to go further and further and draw you in. They need attachment. They want inside. Um, they want to grip. Uh, but when they are engaged and encountered by the authority of Christ, and I don't, it doesn't make any difference, you know, what demon presence we've met. Um, all of them that I know of that we've met, the most incredibly empowered, transmuted, some of those have said they've got Nephilim blood. I can't guarantee that. I can only tell you what they told me 
through their back breeding process, they believe they have got parts of it or flecks of it, meaning that in the actual DNA, the powers of telekinesis, clairvoyance, superpowers, and so forth, they're not just possessed by a spirit that enables them, but it's active DNA. Now, that's, again, their statement. And I will say, because we've watched it in front of law officers and everybody else, we've been... Um, We've seen them. Sw- we've seen them just instantly. I mean, here's one story, and I think I did put this in the book. I'm sitting in my office. We're engaging many of these individuals at these offices. Sometime upstairs, downstairs, two or three offices. Some of our guys were dealing with people. Uh, all kinds of crazy things go on. Well, an all, a soldier uh, dressed in uniform brings his wife in. She sits down on the other side of the desk in front of me. And I'm talking, I'm looking at her. She's docile. This is a woman. She looks just meek and mild. She has her coat over her lap. And uh, I look down to write some notes. The next thing you know, my head is kind of hit. And I hear this massive slam. I look up. Here she's completely demonized. Her eyes are blacked out. And a, and a military bayonet is in my desk, stuck, with her hands on it. I, I don't know where she hit it. Uh, they're pulling on it, growling. I'm, I'm jumping up. They get it out of the desk, and they lunge forward at me a second time. Um, at that point, with the noise going on, uh, this person was just growling. They weren't even speaking. They just totally, utterly possessed. Um, it, was, it was as if, I mean, again, in, in our engagement, uh, in this case, in these kind of cases with program demonized ones, we've had to physically take them down. In this case, the soldier opens up my office door and says, what's going on? Whatever was there did nothing but growl out loud, run for the door. He slammed it shut in fear. She put the bayonet through the door. By that time, because the secretary called law enforcement, they walked in. Instantly, she fell to the ground and back to herself, not knowing, she says, what happened. Um, Just like a rubber band, just, just... they, they took her off of the psych ward. They didn't know what to do with her. That, and that's happened before in a federal officer's home when the same thing type uh, occurred when they had a weapon. Instantly, faster, and if it wasn't for the Spirit of God in that first case with the federal officer's wife, um, I, I, would have been, I would have been stabbed right in the middle of the chest. The Spirit of God instantly said, you know, she's going to stab you. And this is a demonized um, subpart called ISIS. And cold as ice. Uh, deadly as could be, and right there in the next room is a federal officer, others with weapons everywhere, and this event occurs. Um, that's why I'm saying these are sleepers, but when they when they switch and the demonization uh, is uh, unleashed and manifest, they are faster, they are quicker, they are killing machines, they can do what they do. That's why when you hear some of these stories about how they yelled out at the you know the Phoenix killer or the Holmes guy or um, and and nothing could stop them, or you hear terms like they growled, or or they 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 mumbled or said something that was un, you know they couldn't understand. Then you have that presence as an operating presence, and they know what they're doing. Uh, it's not just in the old television stories where a demon just makes somebody look goofy or crazy, or the Exorcist movie and they spit green pea soup. Um, they are so incredibly real, but. As you've mentioned, the authority that Christ has given, and I'll agree with you, the last one of the big conferences we were at Branson, 
What I did there, I've done at all the other conferences, I ask individuals, how many here know your authority in Christ? Luke's Gospel, chapter 10. 90% do not. Meaning 90% of believers cannot use what they don't know. And um, in many out of those that do will say, well, okay, I acknowledge the Lord has given us authority, but has, has, it's a mission. I have given you authority to trample. There's the mission, to do it, to trample on the dark side. When we use that authority, whether in direct engagement or we've learned in long-distance praying against covens and groups, that authority is decimating to them. Uh, uh, the ability through prayer to target them and their stuff, it brings, it, 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 it just outrages them, it decimates them. One of the most powerful ones I've ever met, a law enforcement agent brought them back to me from another state. They got out of the car yelling at me, saying, what are you doing? Are you doing your spiritual warfare? And inside I'm smiling, and I look at the person, and I said, why? Because here's what I did. The last time they were with us, all of our guys were getting headaches because inside them, they're just releasing war. They're doing curses. They're doing stuff. It's, it's really agitating me. It's really bugging me. So I'm going, I'm going back to pray about this. And the Lord says, and he brings me to Timothy chapter 2, when the Spirit of God says, first of all, and uh, with urgency, the call to prayer, intercession, thanksgiving, then a little Greek word, desis, meaning specifically, uh, like targeted type, I mean real specific prayer. So here's what I did. I wrote this person's name, their coven, every bit of information they gave me, I wrote it down on a piece of paper. And I just began to pray over all of it, asking for the Spirit of God to give me any other insight and praying against it. And, it, and for three weeks, well, they showed up and here's... Are you there, Russ? Doug? Yeah, uh, Steve, uh, we're, I'm here. It's interesting how that is, how uh, Russ is getting cut off. And, and uh, yeah, it's not on our end, it's on his end. Right. Uh, Russ, are you back? Well, ladies and gentlemen, what you're seeing in real time is real spiritual warfare because, again, Satan is called the prince and power of the air. And, you know, Doug, I've made this statement on probably hundreds of shows I've done over the years, you know, 9,000 shows. You can repeat this common theme. The common theme is for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. So what Russ is laying out is just the sheer power of concerted prayer. That's why when we get together on Hagman and Hagman, I always love to pray because I, it's, it's refreshing to see the prayer warriors who are too, you know, too numberless and too nameless. Not that they don't count. It's just that, that they're joining in, led by the Spirit of God, to, to stand up against this. Is Doug back? I mean, excuse me, is Russ back on? Uh, let's nope. see. Russ? Russ. Am I here now? <laughs> Yes. yes you are. You okay. Good. Hey Russ, I want you to. I want to read something on the air. This was given to me, and then a, 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 an active duty police officer just said it because it has. It, it's something that I think people need to understand. This is called. This is on my Q alert, SteveQuail.com. This is really a critical issue. He said, Steve, it's Roland. I had emailed you a previous revelation a few months ago back that you post in your alerts. Well, on 12-12-12, notice the date, something strange happened when I was praying in the sanctuary. He was in a church and he's praying. A cop came to the church door and tried to open it, but, uh, but I locked myself in. I then opened the door and he said, someone made a 9-11 call from the church. I told him, no, I'm the only one here. He called dispatch and they gave him a number. I never heard of it. He went on to question me if there was anyone else in the church. I said no. He left but stayed in the parking lot for a while, then pulled off. When I went back to pray, I heard in my spirit, 9-11 means emergency. 
America is now in a state of emergency. Make absolute final preparation. This blew me away because it was a sign in the natural that major sorrow is about to occur. I'm personally a little frustrated because I've been warning people for months. And, brother, don't get frustrated for months. Try it for 40 years. Most of these churches are clueless, true? And it worries me just because I love everybody. Anyhow, I just wanted to share it with you. I lift you and your ministry up in prayer. Okay, now listen to this for us. As we're on the air tonight, 809, PR sends me this, okay? He said, Steve, I got the feeling an instant confirmation about the post regarding our brother praying in church with the police officer trying to get inside to check who called 911. As a follower of Jesus Christ and a police officer myself, I felt in my spirit as I was reading it before seeing the SQ note that the churches are about to be attacked like we have never seen before here in the United States. As I read your SQ note, I began to feel what you meant about additional meanings. I felt that that in the natural, a person in the church has to unlock the doors to let in the emergency. I felt that churches will be betrayed from within by their people. Not too hard, because you've been warning about this for some time. But in the spiritual means that as a people uh, open the physical doors of the church, the spiritual doors are open as well, allowing the demons to have free reign in the church. I get the feeling that those who go through the motions of church will be left to continue to go through the motions, but the true followers of Jesus will be dealt with like Daniel and Lyons did. How he would not stop praying. I think most pastors, now this is the part I want you to comment on. I think most pastors or even church elders are planted, much like Brother Russ states. They will be the ones who point out the true believers sitting in the pews for the authorities to deal with. What do you think of that? Are you there, Russ? Are you there? (laughs) Oh, man, I'll tell you. I'm bringing him back. Here we go. Ross, are you are you back? Uh, we're back. There you go. Sounds like great. Uh, yeah, uh, Ross, uh, if you can, res- if you can respond, respond to the question. Well, here's what here's what people need to understand. If the Illuminati wants, I don't know what you heard, Russ, because no offense, someone's really messing and cutting your signal off and everything, or you know, there's an entity working. I'm not trying to be melodramatic or war of the worlds, but there is. The yeah. thing that is a critical when I read the first thing, man praying in church sanctuary has cop who shows up and claims 9/11 was sent to him. The idea of and and this instantly is what the Lord said. They're going to take the Christians on a Sunday when they least suspect it. They're going to round them up, okay? Now, I didn't, I didn't think that in my spirit. I didn't make that up. Instantly, it was like burst transmitted. Then the brother, who is a police officer, calls and said, I got the word of the Lord because I've been dealing with how to go about my profession as a public service. And then he, he signs off and says, I get the feeling that churches fall first. I believe that God has told me to watch the churches, that when they start to arrest followers of Jesus, not Christians, will be the time for me to go. Well, here's what I'm trying to tell you. Can you imagine, Russ, you remember Stalin's purges? You remember Mao's purges? You remember the stories when they would literally, literally uh, lock the doors and burn down the churches? I think it was also in Mel Gibson's movie, The Patriot. Do you remember that, Doug? Exactly. If you don't. Yes. Yes. If you don't. So here's what I think the, the first brother saw. second brother confirmed it. And, and what I think that people have got to understand is, okay, this is a clear warning. This is a very clear warning. And someone says, well, I don't think you can draw that out of that. Well, that's your argument with God, not me. So, Russ, based on 
you've got these, uh, I would say in the mouth of two witnesses, you know, Scripture says in the mouth of two or more witnesses, let every word be established. And we've got, quote, a 9-11 call that originated from someplace outside of the church. We've got the police officer showing up, and at first the guy hid from him. So I'm not trying to, you know, go into dream interpretation, but all I can say is this, that if people would like to know the history of how despots, communists, and dictators work, if you're in a church, they seal the door and they burn the place down. Is that being melodramatic, Russ? Did we lose him again? Yeah, we lost him again. Are we, are we losing him because of, of somebody outside interference, or is it his phone falling off? Or? Well, you know what, Steve? I'm not, we're not sure, but I can tell you this. Uh, you're fine. We're fine. The system is fine. It's uh, something is happening on uh, against Russ. Or well, I'm going to pray Russ. right now, and everyone who's an intercessor, join with me. Father, in Jesus' name, you said you've given us power to tread on serpents and scorpions mm-hmm. and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against the attack on Russ Dizdar right now. We come against and break every curse, every assignment, every supernatural entity that's fouling the air, just as the fouls the air try and rob the word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask for your divine intervention, Lord, and a clear conduit for the message. Lord, we don't know from one week to the next or one day to the next what tomorrow will bring, but in Jesus' name, Lord, I ask that you will do this thing for us in the mighty name of Jesus. And that, Lord, you will be high and lifted up. Lord, I ask that you grant hearing ears to your people. And, Lord, we literally bind every lying spirit, every whispering spirit, every spirit of deception, every spirit of distortion that's trying to keep the word of God from getting to the people's ears that they might stand in the evil day. And, Lord, again, I ask all the intercessors to agree with me that we stand against this slaughter that's worse than the one that Haman planned for all of the Jews in Queen Esther's day. And I'm not talking about just the Jews. I'm talking about the plots, the plans, and the snares to destroy your people, Lord. Oh, God, grant the spirit of revelation and wisdom in the acknowledging of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Will you please rise up within your people so that they will recognize that if they're not the salt of the earth, they'll be trodden underfoot. If they're not the light of the world, they guess they'll be put out and so are their lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke, we rebuke now the spirit of death, hell, and the grave. Those are the last uh, uh, enemies to be conquered. But, Lord, we rebuke their influence and their spirit over every listening child of God who's a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is seeking you, who is believing you, and who is crying out to you in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord God, answer the cries of your people's heart. Lord, rise up within your people. Lift your people higher. Bring them into heavenly places so they can see where their home and habitation is. And then, Lord God, send them forth amongst the earth as a mighty army. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, multiply rust is there. 10,000 times, Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that you are a man of war. Hey, people who don't like that, they can just take it up with you because you are the Lord of hosts. That means the captain of the armies of Almighty God. And, Father, in the name of Jesus, the kings of the earth, they set themselves against the Lord's anointed. That's Jesus saying, we're not going to let Jesus rule or reign over us. Heck, we want to rule and reign over ourselves. Well, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that the cup of the Lord's fury will literally fall, Lord. And I'm saying this in the same imprecatory prayer that Elijah, and I'm no Elijah, Elijah prayed against the prophets of Baal or Baal. Father, in Jesus' name, 
deliver us from the enemies that are too great for us to fight in our strength. But, Lord God, you say, step aside. They're taking me on now, child. And, Father, I pray we'll all learn to trust in you in that realm, Lord, to step aside and let you fight the battles that you can fight, but then we're willing to fight the battles we need to fight. Father, I ask in Jesus' name that you will just bless each and every intercessor because, Lord, they're doing the ministry of Jesus. doesn't mean there aren't other valuable ministries. And I pray, Lord, for every single person that has called upon your name today because, Father, in the name of Jesus, it's going to move from day to hour to minute. And, Father, right now, I would guess we are at pretty close to the minute level or someplace in between the minute level and the half hour. But, Father, in the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of slumber, of apathy, indifference, of uh, normalcy bias, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, as the Scripture says, shake yourselves, people of God. Rise up and walk with the most powerful uh, 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 anointing in the world. That's the very life of Jesus. Jesus even said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he's not going to speak of himself. He's going to speak of me. Jesus said, the Father, he must go to the Father, but Father God is not going to leave us comforter, comfortless. He's going to send us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is here. It's a matter of what spirit you're going to believe, what reports you're going to believe. So in Jesus' name, Lord, I commend every single listener on every single continent in every single uh, city. And I pray for my brother, Lord, the, the police officer. And I pray, pray for my friend Rick. And I pray for my friend Chris, Lord, and all of the men of God who are still wearing a uniform. Oh, Lord, I ask literally. And, I, Lord, you know I've asked this, but I'm, I'm reminded of it. I once asked you for all their lives for a ransom. I know the betrayal, the, the plans to betray them, and many of them are tabled for assassination, but Lord, I ask that you deliver each and every policeman who, who honors you, Lord, and who walks with you from the traps that will be set up to destroy them in Jesus' name. And Lord, give them confirmation beyond anything they've ever known in their entire lives. Amen. Is Russ back with us? I think I'm back. Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah. Here we go. Brother, yes, yes, we just exactly. prayed and rebuked what's going on. So take, you know, you can go wherever you want because we've got about an hour and a half, maybe an hour yeah, and a half. Uh, Russ, if I, if I could just revisit what Steve asked right before uh, you drop. You, uh, obviously, uh, uh, there's a war against the followers of Jesus. Do, do you see this uh, going hot in the manner that Steve described? In other words, uh, people from the pulpit, uh, the... Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, pointing out the believers in, in the uh, among among the worshippers and saying these are the ones, and of course them getting taken away. I mean, is it going to be like that? Um, sad to say, but uh, absolutely yes. And this is part of the big issue of alarming individuals and, and preparing folks. When did we ever used to think that we needed to have security within the within the within the church? Here's the issue. Churches are the most, like the shooting in Oregon just two nights ago, um, you know, a guy walking in with the, with the uh, automatic weapon, a very vulnerable, but, you know, you might have some folks there with weapons on them. But in a local church, normally, and I, I was a pastor in a local churches for 30 years, even while we did this, um, church is vulnerable, and here's the issue. It's vulnerable just from, you know, bad stuff occurring, anybody can do something, but when you have, um, we've had in churches we've, where we've been demonized individuals where we dealt with that, just like in the book of Acts, that's fine, we dealt with that. But programmed those sent in, and here's what I'm going to say again, 
Uh, I'll say it very clearly. I, I personally believe that in, in any of the churches that are still intact, and here's what a Fort Bragg Psy Warrior monarch chosen one told me very clearly. Russ, in Ohio, in other, other areas, in quadrants in the United States, we have grid mapped every single church um, in, in the area. We color code them. And we don't care about the liberal ones. We don't care about, you know, the ones that don't have any power of God. We don't even care about them. But we target from our groups the ones that we think are trouble to us. And if we can't cause them trouble and suppression, we'll send people in and we will infiltrate and we'll put a sleeper in. Now, I've done a two-hour training on this. It's on our website free on the infiltration of the church. I believe in our backtracking, you know, dealing with this by purposely backtracking and asking God, show us, take us and show us how they do it, show us what they're doing. Here's what we've seen in doing this for 20 years, and we still do it to this day. Um, they have uh, planted sleepers where the upfront person could maybe might be amnesic to what's really going on, but they, they've been planted. There's abilities from the subpersons and the demonized subpersons to do harm, but ultimately, inside, when the call comes, any one of them can stand up, pull out a weapon, and, and again, faster and stronger and more violent. Um, and the only way, I'm going to say, I've said this to law enforcement, I put it in the book, the only way that I know when it comes to a human being that has been split, programmed, demonized, triggered, and, and unleashed, is we've had to bring them down physically. Um, yelling at them, they won't listen to you because uh, they're just they're like tranced out, demonized out, other than just bold unleashing of, of, of you know rebuke in, in Jesus' name. But yes, the churches are extremely vulnerable. In the future, when things do happen, what's going to happen is the the body of Christ is going to fall back into home churches, hidden places. And we're not, you know, and that will that will kind of uh, show who is who. Um, but I, I do believe that, and, and I wrote this in the book years ago, and it's still in there. They explain, uh, folks that we've tried to get out explain, Russ, part of the reason for the chaos and the anarchy and the bloodshed and the bringing down, we're here to create fear and, and, and thrust the, uh, you know, cultures and the nation nations, you know, into such a dire need that then when we come along, the other side of us comes along to be the ones to give them hope, uh, to be able to help them, to save them. They're going to be, it's like a bonding ritual. They're going to bond with the new order. But part of the, they said this to me over and over again, different ones, part of the chaos, bloodshed, anarchy, when the grid is down, sleepers in law enforcement, I, and if you read the beginning of the book, I wrote what I, I called a prophetic future. I'm not saying it's prophecy. I'm just saying how I, after 25 years, how I see the scenario breaking out. So if anybody reads the book, the first part of it is a, a little kind of um, a picture of how I see it breaking out. I was, uh, I was brought into law enforcement, recruited to, to teach satanic crimes and cult crime in, in, the, in the academy and, and, and be with officers and, and, and other things. But I was recruited. At first, we suspected, but found out that this officer, multi multilingual, multi personality, highly demonized, 
past military experience. Um, we had to engage them another number of times, and they finally confessed. We recruited you so that we could put you out there and see what you would teach and tell and keep our eye on you. Uh, this person was planted in that department. Uh, this person I've written about, I believe that law enforcement is infiltrated with sleepers. I believe that National Guard is infiltrated with sleepers so that when the hell breaks out, cities, uh, explosions are going on, fires are going on, people are being killed, all the stuff's happening, the grid is down, the electric is out, all that's going on. They said our goal is to eliminate as many identified resistors as possible. So, Russ, if we put a sleeper in a local church, they are there to gather information, name names, we know who they are, and they've already been given the assignment that in the midst of their random slaughter, they have targets, pastors, leaders, individuals, talk show hosts, anyone that would be a resistor. Our goal is to eliminate as many of them as possible so that when the dust settles and a new order comes, we'll have less trouble. That's how they identified their plot, their plan. Absolutely. That's pretty chilling. That's pretty chilling. Uh, Russ, these latent sleepers, if you will, just to be clear, they're conscious, conscious of their assignment. In other words, they know who they are, what their what their job is, and uh, are, are doing it. I mean, this is a willful acceptance of of a task. Yeah, I would say in some cases where the whole person is knowledgeable and they wholly, completely want to do this, but in many of the cases and in most of the planted sleepers. Again, anybody can go back to G.H. Estabrooks, not a Christian. He's on the other side of the fence. He was hired by U.S. military. He wrote about this. He called it that they're able to keep the main, the upfront, like, like you see hypnosis on television, where somebody, you know, a hypnotist puts somebody under, makes them do crazy things, right. and says, on the count of three, uh, uh, you're going to come out of this, you're going to feel refreshed, you won't remember anything. That's why um, they can do what they do, and switch, like in cult crime that we're dealing with, girl, two girls here locally that are slaughtered in a ritual, one on satanic rebels, one on demon rebels. The feds now have the case. We've turned state's evidence. We engage the person who did it. High-level multiple, subparts, subpart inside did it, demonized, did it in a ritualistic fashion, but they can't nail him, even when they do a um, lie detector test on the main upfront person. G.H. Estabrooks in the book, Revealing what he taught the U.S. military in 1947, the upfront person can be can remain amnesic, not knowing what the sub person has been trained to do. Whether assassin, whether infiltrate, whether sow disinformation, the the inside subparts can be co-conscious and look through the eyes and see. They can be aware. It only takes a split second for them to switch. So a sleeper, a deadly, powerful, demonized, empowered sleeper could be just below the surface, and if the trigger or whenever, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's they know just the surface. The main person is pushed out of the way, and um, so that's why I'm saying that's why it's so dangerous. Um, in both cases where the one attempted with a bayonet, the other attempted with a six-inch needle in a federal office, they didn't care about anything else. It was just attempted, and by the hand of God, it, it didn't. And this is what showed me on an experiential level, not just them talking. 
um, how quick, how fast it can occur. They are weapons specialists. I took from one of them, from one of them, uh, a Tech 9 with a Hellfire trigger, um, that I don't know if they would have used it in the future or not, but to understand the subparts of these folks are weapons ready. They are, they can, they understand weapons, they understand poisons, they understand anthrax, they understand chemicals. Um, extremely trained, but in the church, and it does, it burns my britches, it, I, I prayed in agony over this, over, over the years, because I know how vulnerable the churches are. Um, that's all it takes. And some people will say, just like they did with Holmes or the other Jared from Phoenix, that, oh, they're just crazy people. In those two cases, I don't believe they're crazy people. I believe they were programmed, and either a, a misfire or a test was done in those cases. And look at the, the uh, look at the, um, the 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 slaughter they uh, even shooting a girl in the face. Little little, little what was was she six seven years old? They don't care. Um, standing up in a church when they begin. A lot, you know, and, and here's what I'm going to say this, and, and, you know, folks can check me out later or question this. It is my absolute belief in engaging them over the years that when they're planted in a church, somebody inside of them has the names of not only the random stuff they're going to do, but who they're supposed to go after specifically to eliminate. Um, that's a tactic when coups are done in nations when the hidden new government wants to overtake the present government, who do you eliminate? How did North Korea come down into South Korea years ago, and who did they go after? Pastors, leaders, political people. That's that's simply a known thing in a coup. Um, this is beyond that on a multi- – I mean, we're talking now a global issue. The New World Order is not going to be voted in. It's going to come crashing in, and this is part of it. And uh, yes, the church has to become informed about this, and 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 it, it is a matter of spiritual discernment and awareness. Because once you do know, like I can walk into a crowd at all these conferences we're going at, and uh, we ident- we were down with Butch Paul down in uh, down in Ghent, West Virginia, and it was it was going to be hundreds and hundreds of people packed out. And before I got there, I got a message. From underground brotherhood individuals, po- you know, committed to this this form of uh, programming and, and development of chosen ones, um, they just simply let me know they're going to be there. So uh, I bring people ahead of time to put into the crowd. They're out praying. They're looking for the indicators of uh, where they were all identified in advance. I mentioned to Butch Paul anyway. I said, "Listen, you've got some folks here that have made some pretty heavy threats. Uh, just wanted you to know about that." Well, Butch, of course, has a weapon on his side, and half the crowd had weapons. He said, Russ, there's no concern here. Down there, they're not playing around. And uh, if anybody rushes, that's when I did the Black Awakening for the first time. I mean, a book that took 20 years to write, they told me to speak it out in 45 minutes. And um, that little group was in the center of the crowd, uh, so they didn't do a thing. When they came to Mansfield, they recorded the session in Mansfield. Two days later... They sent it to me saying, we just wanted you to know we were there observing and watching. So I'm saying wow. now uh, they're in churches. They've been being planted. Uh, they have caused harm. There are pastors that we've engaged that are chosen ones. Uh, in some of the cases, for, I'll give one example. We go back to PTL, uh, Jim Baker, and Jessica Hahn. Go back to her. You'll find out she's multiple Somebody brought her in. 
She was used um, as a corrupter and uh, helped engage in that whole system and, and bring a lot of stuff down. They have sex program subpersonalities that are trained to to go after leaders, to compromise leaders. They are experts on this issue, um, and it's important that we uh, really learn uh, how they operate, being spiritually acute, and uh, that we're not living in Kansas anymore. My goodness. This is very, very chilling. Um, the folks who are listening to the Hagman and Hagman Report, uh, Steve and Russ, we're up against the top of the hour break. Uh, so we'll have about three minutes uh, 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 at this point. Uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Mr. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, and Mr. Russ Dizdar, uh, shatterthedarkness.net. I've got to tell you what a chilling program this is, and perhaps one of the most important programs uh, that, that we've done in, in quite some time, if not uh, forever. And I just want to thank, uh, I thank I want to thank you, Mr. Dizdar, for your bravery. Your uh, uh, my goodness, I, I you you are truly uh, a spiritual warrior. And Steve, I want to thank you for uh, uh, for everything you do, your knowledge that you brought to us. Folks, we're right back after these messages. You're listening to the Hang the Hang Report on this, the 13th day of December, 2012. Welcome back, folks, to the third and final hour of the Hagman and Hagman Report on this, the 13th day of December 2012. We're graced and very blessed to have Mr. Russ Dizdar from ShatterTheDarkness.net, TheBlackAwakening.com, and RussDizdar.com. Uh, he's written a book, 664 pages of The Black Awakening. I can't wait to get my copy and read it. I would urge everyone to visit uh, Mr. Dizdar's website. Uh, support Mr. Dizdar, and of course, Mr. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com, Q-A-Y-L-E, that's stevequayle.com. Uh, that is one website that everyone needs to visit every day. Bookmark the website, check out the Q alerts. Uh, this is one way to keep informed. Gentlemen, welcome back, and once again, thank you so much. Hey, for hey Doug, let me make a request. If people can get on my website, I'm getting a couple reports that my website is down, and I can't verify that I can get on, but I don't know if others can. And I want to share something. What Russ is talking about when he wrote about the infiltration of the church, what I'm talking about when I said that everybody's name is already on it, and what you said when you were told, or I'm sorry, when Russ was told about uh, the matrixes, that's how it goes for neighborhoods, too. In other words, let's say you have uh, 100 neighborhoods, and only 10 of those uh, neighborhoods have, are known to have, let's say, hunters, sportsmen, uh, gun owners, NRA members, uh, Christians, whatever. They've already got the entire country gridded off. When they were doing the GPSing several years ago, we warned about it, even told the NRA they just blew it off, you know. I think uh, the GOA took it seriously, and so did uh, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. But again, now we're at a time where we're talking about something that's very close. And, uh, Rush, you know the scripture, First Peter 4, 17. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begins at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And that, Diana just sent me that, who's an intercessor. And I believe that uh, the next verse is really critical. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? So the point is, is that what we're talking about, not only the infiltration of the church, but the demonic... And let's say this, 
I like a better word, the infestation of the church. And do you think the word infestation is more appropriate, Russ? Well, I think it is, and I think we can go back to Acts chapter 5. You have Satan coming in through Ananias and Sapphira. We go to Galatians chapter 1 where the Judaizers were infiltrating. You go to 1 John where the Corinthian Docetic Gnostics, led by the spirit of Antichrist, was also doing the same thing. Now, this is much broader than that because this is what we need to understand. This is so, I mean, militaristically designed, and as you said, Steve, um, grid map is exactly the word they use. As a matter of fact, this same individual handed me two military grid maps where they, I, I, um, I'm not sure, I'm going to go ahead and put it out here tonight, but I will see what's going to happen with this. On the grid map, they had circled a place called Majestic Mines um, and Monarch Mines. They, they discussed with me, and, and they pull out in front of me and my other staff members a black uniform, a little beret, a 4P tie. Um, of course, they had their weapons, and they were showing me on a, a military grid map, which was off the map, actually, but they drew it in, where these places were, are, where they're called constantly for training. Now, again, military within military, and, and outside the military, and again, planted in every city we've ever been at, and uh, churches that we've been called to, and because we've engaged tracking them, and then some that have gotten delivered, come out, told us, gave us details about how they target a church, uh, when they put a sleeper in, some of the mode of operation, and all that. It's a, it's a two-hour training we put out, and it's been downloaded a lot. But if you understand that training, or it's written in the book in even more detail, but if you understand this is their method, this is how they do it, it gives you kind of an insight on how to identify them in your church. Um, because they do become a problem before they do anything else, and, and, and something's going on. I mean, they spiritually, they even spiritually, before the time comes, they want to c- cause trouble. Uh, literally, one said to me, we want to test you and test your powers. Um, and here's what occurred. Sitting in my car, I have a, a car behind me. We called them our piggybackers. That we, we, during these times, we'd have people, our guys, watch us because of the trouble that was there. So sitting next to me, military individual, uh, they gave us you know, information, materials, discussed their training under Michael Aquino, uh, under uh, Gottlieb and, and uh, friends with the daughter Ross from uh, Gottlieb. Uh, under, you know, they just gave us all kinds of information in the process. Now, I knew something was up. Inside, I'm really bugged, and this is a person who's been in churches around, and now they're among us, and I don't think that they're here for total deliverance. I think they're here to spy things out. So we're driving to a spot so we can talk. I feel this agitation going on. Inside of me, I begin to pray against whatever's there. Out of the mouth of this person in the car next to me comes, blankety, blank, blank, cut it out. Now, I'm praying inside. Not out loud. So I just smiled. I kept driving. Inside, I pray again even stronger. In the name of Jesus, whatever is there, we command you, you know, you're going to be bound and you're going to be manifest. You know, I start praying inwardly. All of a sudden, out of the mouth again comes a different voice, blankety-blank, cut it out. So I pull off the road. I stop the car. I look at them, and I begin to pray out loud, thinking that it's going to be a deliverance situation. Here's what occurs. They look back at me. 
I see this incredible switch in demeanor change, and they go into a language that sounded Arabic, and they begin to call on Aramaic to come with great power to help them defeat me right in the car. Um, this was not a normal demonized person. This is a weaponized, a spiritually, demonically weaponized warrior. Now, I just unleashed back, and they got louder, and I got louder, and they got louder, and I got louder, till finally they grabbed their head as if their head exploded. They jumped out of the car, threw up, and ran off into the woods, and we didn't see them for another hour. Um, that's a, the second time that scenario occurred. These are warriors. They, inside, lust for the battle, waiting for their time, and um, they are... They are I mean, we've been inside jail cells. We've dealt with folks. And by the way, um, John Wayne Gacy, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed, Ted Bunny, all of them were multiple, had sub-personalities uh, as they were involved in the scenarios of slaughtering and killing people. Um, we've tried to tell law enforcement to look at some of the cases, uh, whether the individuals were killed on satanic ritual dates. And you can associate some of the bizarre ritual murders with actual satanic dates. Uh, all they have left is the carcass, cut up, destroyed, mutilated. What occurred, though, was a sacrifice with the summoning and attachment of dem demonic empowerment and the reception of those powers into the, into the, into the Satanists that were doing it. So um, that's broader than ever also. So... Uh, yes, it's important. We need to say, yes, it's, it's, this is real, it's dangerous. We're not the only ones that have engaged this, and more, more people are engaging it. And we can only tell you that um, there's ways in which in your local church, and I know Steve agrees with this, number one, be as close to the Lord. Nothing surprises the Lord. Nothing gets past him. Ask the Lord for the heads up. Ask the Lord for the gifts of discernment. Look around and see what's going on. The best defense is a strong offense, being filled with the power of the Spirit of God, filled with the Word of God, being strong in your ministry. God makes, well, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, um, that, um, that even out of the weaknesses, He can make our weak, weak strong. He can make believers very, very strong and very, very bold and very, very defiant. And I'm saying that's what we need today in the context of ministry. If I can ask this, and perhaps this is a, uh, I don't even know if this is a proper question. Russ, when, when, when this, uh, when the latency, uh, stops and, and people go active or these sleepers go active, is this going to occur, um, all at once or is it in, in incrementally or how is this going to take, but what's this going to look like? I think that if uh, if we were in the crowd of the mall just two nights ago or in the crowd of the theater when Mr. Holmes went in and unleashed or in the crowd when Jared showed up and began to unleash, I think that's what it'll look like in 10,000 spots. Um, because we're, we're just talking about the shooter assassins, you know, the ones like that. We've got to remember that when law enforcement is called to be engaged, Inside law enforcement, sleepers will turn on their own people. When military is called to step out and engage, uh, the good guys, I mean, guys that are really good guys that want to do the right, you know, they want to, they're there for the right reason, they're already identified. There's going to be great sabotage in governments. How are you going to bring the government down? How are you going to bring 
uh, law enforcement to a halt. How are you going to be able to collapse a nation? So that that's what we're talking about, not just, um, you know, a Jared or a Holmes or a VTEC shooter. Uh, the VTEC shooter, they said, had a 60% kill rate. They said that, you know, of course, he kills 30-some people and just, you know, I don't know if it was just, I don't know the exact time within that, less than an hour. Um, but this is what we need to look at. And, and no, they say that it will be a collective um, triggering, but it's, but here's the issue. That's why some people will write to me and say, well, you know, was Jared, is that the part of it? Is it beginning? Well, if it begins, you know, and we start hearing it over in New York and Los Angeles and out in Oklahoma and down in Florida and there in Tallahassee and over here and all of a sudden news reporters are on television and then things are going out and then you hear stuff in your own neighborhoods and, and Steve's very correct on the discernment. Could it occur on a Sunday in the sense that that's where many believers have gathered and vulnerability is there? They would love to break up the prayer stuff and anything, you know, and scatter everybody. The early church was scattered. Um, we can read about that in Acts 6 and 7. And so um, I, I think that it's going to be um, a corporate unleashing that will have then waves to it so that it will continue and continue and get broader. And, 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 and please understand, the food chain is going to have to stop, drop. The communications, the grids are going to have to go down. Uh, what I talk about concerning the sleeper assassins, that's one Maybe a major, but one specific aspect of the, of the ground troops per se, and and um, and anybody, any counselor in Canada, Australia, England, Jerusalem, anybody working with the people that I'm talking about, anybody that has done the deliverance and have gotten down to the to the programmed assassins, they're gonna they're gonna be able to tell you the exact same information that I've written in the book uh, and that we're talking about today that they found happening in their localities. Um, this is what makes it so huge. Uh, not a local or regional thing. This is now multi-continental, multinational, and I think it will happen uh, on one scale all at once, kind of like a tsunami, spiritual, physical, uh, anarchy, chaos, tsunami, but that it will increase, exp I mean, daily, because they've got to get the job done. They can't allow responses. So have they set up the military? Do they have large numbers of sleepers? Will they turn on each other? Will there be great sabotage? I wrote about that, and I said, and I believe with every ounce of my being, that will be involved in the collapsing of the United States. Okay. Wow. And so 2012, if I'm, not, if I'm hearing this correctly, uh, 2012 is uh, the beginning of this age, the start of this, um, I, I suppose it's a, it's it's both the ending of one age and the, and the it's a culmination of one thing but the start of another. So um, while there's no magic in 2012, there is a an importance to 2012. This is more. I, I, I guess we're going to be seeing what you're describing. We're going to be seeing this imminently, shortly. Is, is that is that what I'm hearing? I um, here's what I think. I think that uh, it's very possible with these gateway openings because of the spiritual releases that will occur on a public level and all the people that are gathered by the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. We've got to remember this. All around the world, they're gathering at all kinds of sites, not just Chechen Itza, not just the upside-down mountain of Bugarash, not just Stonehenge. Um, in Ohio, at the Nephilim Mounds, they're going to gather by thousands. 
um, in Cuba the other day. They already gathered. They, uh, they, you can see pictures of this now, where they've been uh, doing particular offerings to the to the ancient gods. They're celebrating this concept. So what I'm saying is, in this kind of synchronized gatherings of opening doors, it's very possible that this is the spiritual release that could cause this. I cannot tell you that definitely, but um, as I sit here today, I, the it, it, to me, in, in what I do know, um, I can't imagine how much longer this can hold off. Uh, because of the age of them now, the, now there's a second and third generation of them, uh, more of them than when we started 20, 28 years ago dealing with them. So I, I'm just going to say yes. Uh, we're at that we're at that tipping point. I think it will involve Middle East um, stuff breaking out there. I think that that, that it's not just America. You got to understand this is. Um, from their vantage point, from a biblical prophetic point, this has to happen on a whole earth scale, a, a multinational, multi-continental scale. So what happens here will also happen in Ireland, in England, in France, in Spain, in Germany, European Union. I believe Russia will be hit. I believe they have. The untold story is Russia's involvement. They took in all the projects from the Germans, uh, just like we did the Nazis, rather, and um, so um, when this begins to occur, you can know immediately, for example, if it started now in your city, the lights are out, you're hearing explosions, you're hearing shots, uh, you're hearing things in the neighborhood, uh, maybe you have shortwave, maybe you're listening to all kinds of crazy reports, then please understand it's happening in Canada, it's happening in England, it's happening in Europe, and, 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 and I believe that the black awakening, their term they use, is um, is 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 what I think this black or this red horse event is all about. I think we've been given a picture of the kind of slaughter and elimination, um, and, and God has given that. And that's all I'm saying for anybody on a biblical scale to look at that particular scenario, the red horse scenario, Revelation six. Um, it, it it could be um, it could be very 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 much so um, because of the of the spiritual engagement underground and on the surface that will occur because that's what it's going to take spiritual release behind the onslaught and uh, and it's only for clearing it's only for you know uh, clearing and um, neutralizing and raising everything for one reason. A new order that is already prepared, already empowered, already got their network to come as if out of nowhere to say, here we are to save the day. And there will be then the voice of an ancient hate onto Christ. My, my, my goodness. And Steve, uh, you've been talking about this. So what I'm hearing uh, and what the listeners are hearing are is a convergence of, of, uh, of what you've been talking about for years as well, is it not? Well, yeah, I think the testimony of Jesus, here's what most people don't understand. They would embrace a new level of revelation if they would embrace the person, the power, and the relationship of Jesus Christ. All I can tell you is this, is that I know the Word of God, and I'm not bragging, but I am saying one thing. Jesus said, if He's lifted up, He will draw all men unto me. I can tell you this from my earlier years in deliverance. They know who knows the name of Jesus. 
It's like the seven sons of Siva. There are people that are going to have to encounter this stuff that their relationship with Jesus doesn't exist. They can use his name, but the demons know who's who. Is that not correct, Russ? Absolutely. We've seen that. And the demonic presence in a person controlled can rip apart individuals right in front of them. We've seen the and I think that here's where we're at, Doug, and, and just to, to encapsulate uh, some thoughts, I, I, I'm going to encourage people, uh, they can get my book online, because i, I got to tell you, The Black Awakening is a necessary read. In order to understand what you're seeing with all of the ads, whether it's the Axe commercial of Fallen Angels, or the Victoria's Secret with Fallen Angels, or, uh, you know, this movie star Keisha or Keisha talking about having sex with an incubus. Incubus is a male demon, a succubus is female. The point is, is that God's people are so at this point, look, this is not negative. It's calling the people of God to arise, to stand up. Uh, then, by the way, I, I found the easiest way to stand up in the Lord Jesus God, uh, Christ is to get on your face before him. And I'm not kidding about that. The point that I think is really critical for people is this, and this thing can go on a moment's notice. I, I know we hear that all the time, and I'm talking about these are entities, and, and they are. They're entities. They are no longer. There are some of these entities that have never been human. They may be able to clone a body and take uh, you know control of a body, but they're not human. The compassion, the mercy, the everything that is human that would grant a reprieve is being brought out of these super soldiers, is being taken out of their genome. And, and when I first started writing about this, Doug, in my book, Genetic Armageddon, one of the most important books I ever wrote, but if you get Angel Wars, it incorporates that on a, on a newer basis. What people don't understand, we're talking about angelic wars between supernatural powers, and they come to Earth, all hell gets released, and God is looking for his army to stand up. Well, I got news for you. First of all, before you got to have an army, you got to have an enemy. And and the great tragedy is is that people will sit around, and I'm not making fun, but I'm just saying this. They'll ask people who have no knowledge of spiritual warfare what they think about Dizdar and Quail. It doesn't matter to Russ what people think about him. It doesn't matter to me, although it did get to me for a while. I thank the Lord for everyone who's interceding. But the point is, is that what people have to understand is, is that if they'll start living up and lifting up the name of Jesus and, and in true repentance and turning to him, they'll find out that the knowledge of the future comes so uh, so wonderfully vivid and so alive. For instance, when I read what hey Russ, when I read what you had written, or excuse me, what Sue Bradley had written, she quoted you quite a bit in the Black Awakening. Again, ladies and gentlemen, on my website, stevecoil.com, the four stories of the day are the four parts that Sue Bradley wrote. And one of the things that I read from, you know, 4000 B.C. is the same thing that uh, my intercessor friend Romy got a couple years ago, and I've asked her to write it up. Dark angels, and when I say dark angels, I'm talking about a blackness surrounding them, but seeing a beautiful mel uh, medley and melody, and the people would flock to them. And Romy said the Lord took her up and showed her what was happening to the people. You know, all this, they were being eaten. E-A-T-E-N. So it doesn't surprise me that we have vampirism, uh, you know, becoming more and more. Or, or, or the, the pop stars, 11 of the top 12 earning pop stars are all confessing Lucifer and Satan. So the point is, is that what people must understand is this. 
that there has never been a time like it, there never will be again, and the security, the safety, the peace, the presence, and the power comes in Jesus. I'm sorry, but that's it. And through the power of the Holy Ghost, so that the things that the people uh, have read about in the power, and, and, the, and the Baptists try to explain it away, and everybody tries to explain it away, I can tell you this, Rush Dizdar does not live in the world of, uh, you know, the falling away of the power of God. How be it that we need more than ever the supernatural power of God, and God will give it to those who arise to take it, recognize the enemy, and head on. I want to say one thing, Russ. I have been told by no greater authority by people who can't say that's above my pay grade, okay? In other words, they can't deck out and claim that's not their knowledge. And I've been told that in every police department across America, every sheriff's department, every uh, highway patrol, there are pre-positioned sleepers and shooters. A shooter is basically someone that knows which of the policemen will go along with the New World Order, which won't. And ladies and gentlemen, you must pray. If you know a law enforcement officer that is walking with Jesus, pray for them. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Pray that the Lord will have them at the right place at the right time, never the wrong place at the wrong time. And that God himself would give them supernatural favor. I just, you know, want to leave, you know, the, the thought of it, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Moses, when everyone was looking to him, said he would that all God's children would be prophets. So not all God's children are going to have the office of prophet, but they all can testify of the Lord Jesus, and they can have that spirit of prophecy flowing through them and moving in them. And the reason I'm posting dreams on my website and visions is to basically understand that is in fulfillment of the book of Joel. It is a direct promise of God that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and sons and daughters will prophesy, and old men will dream dreams. Well, I got news for you. There's a lot of kids having dreams who have never been introduced to the concept of Nephilim, fallen angels, or any of this stuff, and they're coming to their parents and saying, you won't believe the dream I had last night. So we're, we're at that point now where all of us might, might, must seek God while he may be found. Wow. Um, Russ and Steve, and this might be a little bit of a selfish question, but I know that there are a lot of uh, other talk show hosts that listen to, to, to this program and uh, website, uh, people that have websites. Uh, let me just ask this question. What can we do, uh, Joe and I, as, as watchmen, what's the best advice you can give to us to, to do as watchmen to help others protect uh, or to, to even be proactive uh, uh, to, to fight. Uh, uh, well, I think you are when you, when you put Russ on. And Russ, I don't know you're you know you're lately you're speaking, but ladies and gentlemen, you've got somebody on that knows what they're talking about. I do not live in the world that Russ Dizdar does, and I'm not I'm not lifting him up. But God has raised him up. The best thing this is this is why we write books. Okay, we write books to try and pass on the knowledge that we have. And even though, you know, I go the way of the whole earth, or Russ goes the whole way of the earth, and God forbid that either one of us do before the Lord's work is fulfilled, but the thing is, is that we do that to pass on knowledge, and when it's the Word of God, it's timeless. So, Doug, you and Joe are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You never thought when you guys went on talk radio as father and son investigators trying to be, quote, watchmen or even news commentators, 
that God would take your radio show, excuse me, and basically send it through the world. And, and so I guess given where you're at, you're doing what you're doing, and you should pray about the guests you have on, and you should pray about the subject matter. Let me share this. It's too late to worry about the uh, CFR. It's too late to worry about 9-11. Now, I, I know there are people that get mad at me because I don't discuss it. Listen, that's old news. I'm concerned with what's happening right now or five minutes from now. I'm concerned with the slaughter that's coming. And the Bible says the prayers of a righteous man avail much. And, and people say, who do you think you are? I don't know, Russ, if you get that. My answer is the same. It doesn't matter who I am. It matters everything who Jesus is. So the thing is, is that, you know, when, when we're given the ability to pray, to intercede, to hold back whatever evil we can hold back, then I'm just going to tell you something. Those of you who are on boards, and you know who the, who the people are, you've got to understand, every message board, every blog is penetrated of any size. It's penetrated. So they can, they can invent Joe Smillingdorf, a carpenter from, I'm just picking on Milwaukee, let's say, and he can sound like, yeah, I'm a vet, blah, 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 blah. But Joe Schmillingdorf has never been a vet. So, you know, and but I think those guys just are blah, 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 blah. You know, those are lying devils from hell. And I'm sorry, I don't care anymore. What I'm concerned with is getting people to Jesus. You know, Doug, I've come to the conclusion that we can talk about stuff going on in the world, and I do a little bit, but the only thing that's going to make a difference is Jesus. Not my gun, not my food, not my, nothing, nothing. I have what I need to have to be faithful to defend my family. But the point is, outside of that, it's still God having us at the right place at the right time, hiding us from evil, and to those of us who look to his appearing and look to his deliverance, God is not going to give up his people that easily because Jesus said, Father, I have none have I lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. People, I want to give you the best piece of advice I can ever give you. If people question you, if people talk the talk and don't walk the walk, especially, quote, being a prepper, look at how now they have vilified preppers. The next thing is laws against them, and then anybody's a prepper gets the boys in the parachute or the long-range sniper. The point is, is that this is on, game on, it's the most deadliest game in eternity, and we are talking about your life, your eternal life, your family's safety, your family's protection. So I don't have the answers for you, but God has the answers. And I'd say well, you know, it's an incredible amen to that because uh, what you said at the end, Steve, just God has the answers. And you look at the book of Acts, and I and I started a, a series on the book of Acts. It's titled uh, The Book of Acts, Field Manual for the End of Days. And when you look at it, the, the church is the church. God doesn't change his word or the message or its mission, but there is adaptation. In some places they were fought against, put in jail, killed. Uh, the church was scattered at times. But it never, I mean, here's what we find in the church. When it stays obedient, that's the safest place it could be. God stepped in, created an earthquake that broke the prison doors open, and Paul and Silas were going to get out, and the jailer gets saved. Uh, Peter's in jail, and he's um, bound, and we got guards, and Rhoda's house, there's a little prayer group going on. They don't realize, Rhoda's little group didn't realize how powerful they were. As they were praying, an angel is dispatched, goes, um, the iron chains fall off of Peter's hands, 
Look at the physics behind God's hand. Nothing stops him. The iron barred gates, anybody can read the book of Acts. I assume, I trust, I believe, that's how God will work in our midst when, as in nations where, where you know, the church has been persecuted. The book of Revelation mentions the activity of angels about 65 times. I believe that um, God will be all over the place. There'll be engagement. There'll be warning. Just like with Joseph, there was a dream. Go take the Lord Jesus as a baby over here. Um, the angel comes in and, and guides Philip and tells him to go over there. And he goes and witnesses to that guy. That guy gets saved. He's transported. Look at the supernaturalism inseparable from the written word of God, operative together in the early church, that gives me an excitement and a hope. And when it does come down to it, we're all going to die anyway, are we not? When it comes down to it, we're not here just to save ourselves. So I believe that when Jesus said, if, you know, whoever... You know, if somebody wants to gain the whole world, you know, and lose their soul, that's a sad thing. And and uh, but anybody who surrenders their life for Him and the gospel, uh, not only finds it, but I find that um, God's power, God's presence. Uh, look at Stephen when he was uh, even being attacked in stone, and as he stood, seeing Christ at the right hand of the Father, right hand of Majesty, and the Spirit of God and glory was on him. So this is what we can emphasize along the way. I can say in 30 years of this kind of engagement underground, because I want you to hear me, I'm just a guy. I was a wretched old sinner that got saved out of the 60s when I was a bar-fighting, drug-taking guy that tried to get my life straightened by becoming a Buddhist and sitting in a temple for years, meditating, and, and none of it led me to God. None of it got me out of what I was into until one man, came into a party with spiritual power and spiritual guts, witnessed to every one of us. I'd never seen anything like it. The power that was on him was clean and right and convicting. Jesus that he told me about was astounding. I, was, I wasn't raised in church. I was just a pagan, crazy, bar-fighting, stupid, half-dead, you know, 19-year-old that got engaged, and this man unleashed the gospel of Jesus just as you heard Steve do it. And I know there's people listening, and will listen later, the gospel of Jesus, this power, this goodness, this, this living Savior will reach into you and change your life. 37 years ago, when Christ came into my life and saved me and washed me and cleansed me and filled me that night with the power of the Spirit of God, I knew nothing else but then want to reach every single human being, that God was real, God loves us, God saves us, he conquered death, conquered sin, conquered hell. I knew the dark powers were real. I just didn't know how to get out of it until Jesus delivered me and saved me and never left me. And in all of this stuff of dealing with the dark side, there's stuff that had, that had just uh, put my hair on in, but I can tell you that the power of the Spirit of God was there. I can tell you that God stepped in like Psalm 891 and protected us and guarded us. I can tell you that now, right now, critical time, as Steve has mentioned, this is the time for every believer to do three simple things. Yield to the complete lordship of Jesus. Two, become as powerful in prayer as you can. You've got to give time to that. And three, decide to be a soul-winning witness to tell people of the most powerful message coming from God. 
still has power today. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God in front of all of ancient Rome. So that's what I know for sure today, too. As much as the dark side is bloody and gory and, and, and unbelievable and it's, it, it concerns me for the rest of the world, I don't want to see anybody die and go to hell. I don't want to see anybody just lose their soul. Um, I, I, it outrages me to see the deception that's going on. Uh, that's why I, I want to ramp up what I do, do whatever I can. Um, nothing else to me matters at this moment in time other than doing what we're doing here. So we're we're in God's hands. Doug and Joe and Steve, all listening. All I can tell you is, um, if I'm not here next week, <laughs> don't worry about me. And if something happens and it all breaks loose, you know, here in this into this month, I just expect, you know, there's going to be yeah, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of stuff. But I expect God to be operative the way He was in the Book of Acts, in the most supernaturally demonstrative. All of what he does miraculously uh, all corresponds with the word of God, the character of Christ, the mission of God. And um, that's what I know. Uh, that's what I know. And and when we ultimately have that day when we're glorified in those indestructible, uh, irreversible, immortal bodies looking at the face of God while he wipes away the final tears, uh, that's what fills my heart with joy and helps bring a sense a sense of fearlessness as we continue to do this. Yeah, I just want, uh, Steve and, and Russ, I just want to uh, let you know, I, I just received a message, uh, an email from uh, a police officer on the island of Oahu who said that, um, uh, Steve, what you, uh, Russ, what you said about uh, about the police departments, uh, or Steve perhaps, uh, it's true. I mean, they're... they're uh, from from and this is a rather lengthy message, but the bottom line is uh, verification of uh, betrayal and of separation and of identification within the within this police department in this outright antagonistic war against the against Christians and and it's uh, yeah I won't get into the email but it's it's almost as if uh, you know, you're you're bringing out the or you're this is being verified. Not that you not that someone needs to verify this, but it's it's hard for me to even comprehend, coming from where I'm coming from, that this even exists. But my goodness, it does. And, and here's verification. I'd like to I'd like to address what happens to islanders who are not towing the line. The ships will come into the islands, and and I'm, I'm hoping I, I believe obviously there are other people in Hawaii listening to this, and they've already, listened to this, according to sources, given out the contracts to take, and, and this is going to sound crazy, but like make the people that they don't consider a religious or spiritual threat, and everybody's got a price on their head. They're going into slavery. They're going into captivity. You know, and Pastor David Langford and others, you know, the Lord showed them that uh, for, for all the past years, America's been in bondage, but now the Lord said, now you're going into captivity. And so the people on the islands, I want to make this clear, you know, you need to really be seeking the Lord because what will happen, they will round you up and they will put you on ships and take you someplace that you don't want to go. I don't know exactly, you know, where they've got their uh, penal colonies. And, and, again, it's really funny, you know, and, Russ, this is one of the most astonishing things I ever learned. And maybe you've heard about it or know about it, and please, it's nothing, you know, secret or anything, but... 
if the women who post on Facebook and some of the Twitter and all these things understood that all of your social contacts, all of your likes, dislikes, you are already being mated up in a, in, in a an algorithm pro, or an algorithmic program for basically who gets who when the war starts. You understand what I'm saying, guys? Mm-hmm. In other words, imagine uh, an yeah. online computer system that you can pick your bride, your paramour, your mistress, whatever, and that's already, when I say being done, I think it was done about a year ago. Now, look, you can't know that stuff unless someone in that world tells you that. You just can't know, and you can't make this stuff up. So what what I'm trying to say is, please, ladies and gentlemen, understand. And, and look, I'm not just preaching against all the social blogs and everything, but they were set up under the direction and guide of Marcus Wolf, the former head of the East German Stasi, and uh, Yevgeny Primakov, and, and those are two guys who are the world's spy masters. And even, I think it was Primakov's statement, you, you need to hear this, the Americans spent billions, if not trillions, fighting us, and now they pay us millions to enslave their own people. Now that's coming from them. That's amazing. Uh, it was certainly not uh, Christian Mingle. Uh, I, I received an email earlier uh, this week about all of the information being collected on all of the social networking sites. And, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, if anyone anyone willing to put all of their personal information on these sites and what have you, um, it, it just astounds me. But, but um I, I guess, it's, uh, Russ, I mean... Well, can uh, I tell you something, Doug? It, 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 here's the bottom line. Not that you, you know, not that you, and I'm not picking on you, or I'm never picking on you, but the average person, it takes the spirit of God, to, who is the spirit of truth, okay? And that's somebody says, well, how do you know truth and lies? I said, well, I try and get independent verification, but ultimately the ultimate truth is the Lord. If I don't get a piece about it, you know, look, I get busted all the time. People want to gripe or complain about, I don't believe in dreams. Fine, don't read my site, you know. I don't believe that that map was really blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, here's the deal. There are so many people who can gripe, and, and I, I want to share this with you people. Those of you Christians who live in the world of jealousy and envy, you will be swallowed up by the machine because you are already swallowed up by the powers of darkness. You already live there. So the only way to break free is to repent and return to the old ways. And Russ, what you're talking about, the book of Acts, the power of God, the point is is that that's the one thing that scares the devil, is when people come together and pray. And so that's where we're at right now, and we're at a very important point in time where, where very soon no argument will satisfy the hunger of your soul or the hunger in your stomach. No complaining will produce uh, golden eggs and omelets and green ham in a pan. There's nothing that you can do if you haven't already done it. That's why we're pleading. These are these are parenthetical inserts of of time that God's giving, and God is God. He can stop something, insert a period of time to repent, and then start the clock again. But ladies and gentlemen, the scripture is so clear: seek the Lord while He may be found. And I can tell you this that I you know uh, we we 
are at the point now where everybody, and I say this, everybody, that's probably 10 people in positions of power that I know, bankers, you know, uh, uh, financiers, and I, I know quite a few people now, some, some current active duty military, a lot of former intelligence people, and Doug and I, Doug, you know this, we compare notes, and you're blown away when your guys, you know, will say to you, yeah, this is this, and you go, but Steve, that's what you said. Here's the deal. The testimony of Jesus' spirit of prophecy, I'm with Russ. The only thing I want in my life from this point on is to lead people to Jesus. The only thing I want from my point, my life from this point on is to be able to teach them the, that which will stand. I told one guy today, Doug, I said, I didn't go out and write and research the books I wrote just so I could basically fill some shelves in my store. I wrote them to pass on truth. And Angel Wars is a must for everyone listening to this broadcast, just as the Black Awakening. I don't think, and, and forgive me, but I know what's out there. Nobody was called upon to do what Russ Dizdar does because he lives in the world in which he ministers. I can tell you 90% of Christian books on Christian bookstores are pablum, okay? I'd even be a little bit more blunt, but I'll settle for pablum. So at this point, we need to fight the good fight. You need to, first of all, figure out what's a good fight, and then you need to know what your weapons are. And that's what we need to talk about, because people need to have weapons. And Russ, in all of your dealings, in all of your deliverances, and all of everything, What's the most uh, frightful thing that the spirits cried out against? I know the answer, but I want you to address it. Well, Steve, before Steve Ross answers, i got to tell you, uh, that's almost word for word an exact question I got by email from somebody in, in the U.K., so th- thank you for asking that question. Amen. Go ahead. Um, the most fright, the most fright, I mean, you're asking about the most uh, dramatic thing I've seen? No, no, I'm asking about when you minister to, to people, whether they've got multiple personalities and everything, what is the things that agitates the demons the most? I know the answer to it, but I want you to say it from your experience. Oh, well, one thing, I mean, they're agitated on this scale, too, uh, because of the, because when we read in Ephesians 6, to be, um, to be, allow yourself to be empowered, this is where the armor of God is listed, but it's, folks don't understand, the armor of God means, uh, you look at verse 10, to be, to be manifesting the mighty power, mighty strength. Demons can, can, um, react to the manifesting powerful presence. I mean, we can feel that presence in our own life of God the Holy Spirit. Um, they sense it. It, it's as if the presence of Jesus inside emanates and, and agitates them. Now, um, saying three things, three things that, that make them curse, get angry, screech, just Jesus' name um, alone, any time the mention of the blood of Jesus, the blood of the Lamb, uh, massive reaction, massive anger, at times throwing people to the ground, uh, or the simplicity of, of mentioning the cross, the power of the cross. Those are the three. And I could say it is Yahweh Adonai. I could say, you know, Yesu Christu, uh, uh, Jesus. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's as if a, a infinite hammer strikes them. Um, and uh, that's why they want to. They want a believer to be. Want a believer to be, you know, squelched down and, and, and suppressed and, and, and weak. And all I can say is just step out in boldness and do what Jesus did, and you will feel and sense and, and know the power of the Spirit of God and Him being there. As Paul said, the Lord stood by my side. That's real. 
The Lord Jesus is alive. He stands. So that's that's the biggest thing I can tell you that they they uh, they uh, they they can't stand our presence if we're really walking in the power of the Spirit of God. But um, to say Jesus from a real believer that knows the living, real Christ, God in human flesh, Christ. Um, this, that that that's when it's on. To say the blood of Jesus will make them fall to the ground, make them throw the person down. That's when they begin to like twist and. And, and 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 screech and uh so I've seen it uh primarily that way, mentioning the cross. They despise the cross. They uh they know exactly what it means. And um that's that's what causes the biggest reactions. Wow. Okay. Uh the second half of that question, uh also from the from this individual from the UK. The uh the, the individuals, the the uh, uh, the uh, super soldiers you're talking about, are they genetically different than others? Yes, they have. Okay. Uh, many times they have. Listen, the giants that were produced of old have a lot of different uh, abilities and strengths. They also have spliced in specific animal traits. For instance, they have super eyesight because obviously the scientists were able to genetically figure out what gives eagles their sight. They have ability, the super soldiers, to basically regenerate. By the way, that's why David cut Goliath's head off, the giant Goliath, because without that, yeah, they somehow have this, the brain has so much power in these entities, and even the special operations guys that I've talked to up at the level of general have told me, you gotta basically shoot them, you know, and then you gotta cut their heads off. And shooting, I'm talking about giants or super soldiers. The thing is, is that, again, God gives specific battlefield tactics for specific battles at the time you encounter them. And so the point that I'm trying to make, Doug, is these are genetically enhanced individuals. Science has identified the Hercules gene, okay? There's a little girl in the Ukraine. It's in my book. I forget her name. I can't pronounce it anyway. But 90 pounds, and she could lift 900 pounds. Well, that's not human, is it? No, not at all. Not at all. So so, wow. so to, they have gene spliced. And again, Russ, I, I've said on the radio, it's kind of interesting. It's almost like when you release a book or release something that the Lord shows you, you didn't see it at that time until it was a time either that people could receive it or that the Lord says, speak it out now. Excuse me. So when it comes to pass, they'll know that I, the Lord, have spoken it. God's the only one that can tell you the end at the beginning. And that's what the that's what the entire prophecies are about. And it's about you know, and people can badger it and la 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 deny it exists, so they can be preterists, they can do everything. But they cannot manifest the power of God because they have so voided the reality of the supernatural. See, I know no gospel except the supernatural gospel. I know no Jesus except the Son of God who ransomed me. I know no Holy Spirit except the one that can convict a life of sin, change a life, transform a life, fill a life, empower a life, lift up, raise from the dead a life, and all these things. And yet, what can man do? Men are bent on their own destruction. That's the greatest deception of our age. Remember this, Satan wants every last one of the human beings who still genetically pure stock absolutely destroyed. The assignment of the coming evil spirits. And ladies and gentlemen, we're not talking about invisible things that go, uh, you know, bump in the night. You're going to see so many overt uh, 
uh, manifestations, excuse me, of the demons and of their appetites that it's going to become more and more uh, in your face that these things are amongst us, okay? And it's not going to be like a Roddy, what is it, Rowdy Roddy Piper movie, They Live. It's going to be there here. So this is all stuff that when you hear Russ or myself, Doug, Joe, whoever you heard talking, take it to the Holy Ghost. Ask them to say, Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit reveal to me whether these men are telling the truth or not. Because it's your responsibility to take it to the Lord, not to take it to a board and say, yeah, I think those guys are crazy. Yes, yeah, so do I. What have you done? You basically just defeated your own life and then the life of the person you're getting to agree with you out of ignorance. Ignorance doesn't breed good uh, uh, what fellows or good fellowship. It breeds contempt. That's the last thing i got to say, wow. brother. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We've got about four minutes of the show left. Uh, Russ, your closing thoughts. Well, just to mention again, and I, I agree with, I smile here to listen because uh, Steve and I have never met face-to-face, and to hear him, to know what he's done over the years, to see what he's put out, and see, again, a lot of individuals who don't know anything, again, ignorance does breed that contempt issue, and, and we have at times folks that uh, don't know, and so this sounds scary, and it sounds weird. Well, let's go back to, again, quickly, um, the prophecies of Scripture in Revelation 6, White horse, red horse, black horse, and then the pale green. One fourth, here's the prediction. One fourth of mankind dead. And then God gives how they die. Number one, the Greek word for war is used there that time. There'll be, the wars will help bring that about. And then famine, and then pestilence, whether that involves chemical, biological, whatever else. And then it says this, and the beasts of the earth. Now that's not hamsters and giraffes gone wild. Theron <laughs> is a word Seriously, and that's not that's theron is a word used only of the antichrist and the false prophet. It's a term that is not in reference to pure humans. It's in reference to animalistic, um, bestial beings like the antichrist and the false prophet, who I believe are hybrids. And then this prophecy about one fourth of humanity included in what is the cause. The look at the terminology. That's just study the scriptures again. The, and the theron, the, the beasts, plural, of the earth, help bring about billions. So that's what we're talking about in super soldiers, demonized wise, and uh, hybrids, and, and the end of days being as it was in the days of Noah. And Doug and Joe, thank you, and uh, may, may all listening come to Christ. Steve has unleashed Jesus very clearly, and you can come now, you can turn to him, you can receive him. Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God can be given. Commit your life to him. Uh, Russ, thank you so very, very much for your time tonight. You're so gracious to, to, to share your time with us. Steve, your closing thoughts? Well, my closing thoughts are this, that we're in the closing moments of history. I don't know if it's tomorrow the next day, but I did get a text message from my friend V. Uh, I'm sorry, not a text message, a voice message. Uh, I'm not a very good texter, but the point is a voice message, and he stated, he said, tell the people these three things, to hold the truths they've been given and hold them dear to their heart. He said the cyber attack is going to come. There's a false story out that's been a planted story that the banks said they're going to expect millions of dollars to disappear from private uh, 30 private banks. That's not true. They're going to take hundreds of billions out of people's accounts. And so I sent to somebody, I said, how long have you heard that from me? And she said, for a long time, over and over and over. 
If you have IRAs, 401s, KEOs, any any form of savings in that, take it out. 70% of something is better than 100% of nothing because after the new year, in the financial arena, from taxes, from medical policies, etc., everything changes. And you want to be in a position to bless the people, like Brother Russ and Doug Hagman. Thank those of you who are giving money to Doug, those of you who aren't in the church. Listen, I can't think of two ministries personally, and I can't. It doesn't flatter it, but I, I'm, I'm really hard-pressed to think of two ministries. I know of one other one I would ask you to pray about, John Kyle and Billings. John has been to uh, Bozeman twice at the right time, at the right moment, with the right word that I needed. And I want to thank those of you, because, Doug, the last time I did your show, brother, I was under it. But I'm telling you, if any of you want to send me an email and say, I want to fund somebody that's really getting it done, I, I can tell you this, I consider John Kyle... And I'm not lifting him up for anything, but I consider that one of the most powerful Holy Ghost men. And Russ, he knows how to move in deliverance. God bless him. Uh, gentlemen, we're out of time. I want to thank you both once again. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, this has been just a tremendous show. You're both men of God, and I want to thank you for your time, both of you. Good night, good night Russ. God bless you, brother. Hey, good night. Blessings, blessings to all of you. Thank you. Good night. Good night. We hope this radio program impacted your life. Our main hope and mission is that you have a continued personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We recommend that you pray every day, attend a Bible-believing church, and read the Holy Bible each day. If you don't know where to start reading, we recommend to start in the book of John. 